0: Let's go get it. Broadcasting live from the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studios, this is the Sunday Morning Scramble, your recipe for sports to feed your sports fandom. The Sunday Morning Scramble is brought to you by Nashville Toyota North, State Farm Hendersonville Agent Lauren Tullis, and Double Dogs Gallatin. Call or text the Sunday Morning Scramble, 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Now, here are your hosts of the Sunday Morning Scramble, Super Bowl champion Corey Harris and Air Force veteran and coaching legend Greg Tonjes.
1: All right. Good morning. You are with the Sunday Morning Scramble here in Nashville, the music city. We are here, and let me tell you something, there is complete and total mayhem in the college football world. We are going to get deep into that. Shocking. It's unbelievable. Uh, You are listening to us all over the place. We are Nashville Sports Radio, WNSR. We are on YouTube, Facebook, X, which is Twitter, Twitch, Instagram. We are all over the place. Also, 95.9 FM, 560 AM, 107.9 Smyrna. And you can call and text right now. We want to hear from you, especially if you're out there starting to queue at Nissan Stadium for the big game today. Big, 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 big game today. Not sure why I said big, 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 big game today. but we it's are a big, 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 big game because today, Because it is. So you better call in to talk to the coach at 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. And Corey Harris, 12-year NFL veteran and Super Bowl champion with the Ravens. Corey Harris in the house. What up?
2: Coach, what's better than championship weekend? Shout out to the Pearl Cone, the yeah, Firebirds. Buddy. The Firebirds getting to it, getting back to what they known for, and that's some some smash mouth, getting it done football. My nephew went to school there years and years ago. I think uh, around the time I want to say was it John Henderson, who was over there. Is that is that Pearl Cone that had all them dogs? They back at it.
3: Yeah, John Henderson was there. He was actually on one of their uh, state championship teams. Yeah. Remember, they won in 96 and 97. But, hey, we're going to save all that because yeah, we got okay, a special okay. person coming okay, on, okay. and okay. we're going to let him talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, uh, oh, but, oh, wow. Okay, Will's running the show today. No, I he's on it. I that. like it. Welcome yeah, yeah, back, it up, Will. Well, welcome back, You, you know, know what, what I'm saying? Hey, it was it was was
3: November
2: was a busy month for me, guys. <laughs> we yeah, we, yeah, did, yeah, we yeah. didn't get to do the Angry, angry Will segment because – Q Joe is just over there smiling. You smiling, named after the vicious dog. And you're just over there smiling oh and smiling. being. Smiling. He calm was so happy. Guiding us, man. Like we had people calling and say, like, who's that? Who's that, Cujo? Who's that, so that nice. Q Joe? Hey man, we got nice already. That's me. Q Yeah. Q- Joe. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We we, we, Now We got angry and sporadic. Now I have to ask uh, Sporadic.
3: <laughs> Sporadical.
1: <laughs> I do have to say that Will looks very happy this morning.
3: Here y'all go. Uh Uh-oh. Here y'all go. Man, look Look at that smile. He got a million-dollar smile,
2: Coach. We ain't going to put him in front of the... Smiling and
1: profiling here. Here y'all go with On the Sunday morning scramble. (laughs) I'm hungry, so we want to hear from you fans. If you're out there starting to fire up that barbecue at the stadium, man, I love driving by the stadium, seeing the lights on and the the video boards and video screens. And I I had some Rush cranked up on the way in here and some Blink-182 and some Metallica. Did Corey? Did you have a song like one go-to song to get you fired up to go play a little football in the NFL? I tell
2: you, every time it's Jekyll and Hyde. You can't do that with one song. You need a playlist that takes you from praying for people to wanting to kill people, and that's a that's a difficult thing to 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 do. So you got to kind of slide your way into it on the way over, listening to a little gospel worship music, get on inside the locker room, and you're there early with the kickers and the guys. Uh, I was always there about four hours early setting up my, my speakers and the whole nine. Because, yep, you know, yep, once yep. I
1: get there. Didn't have Bluetooth back then, did you? No.
2: I had Every, every year I had whatever the newest set of uh, speakers yep. and music device. So it went from the Sony mini disc, okay, the yeah, iPod, all those things. And I'm telling you, Coach, I had the locker room jumping like a nightclub. Bump, it, bump Getting it. ready to go. Taking requests and everything. But the requests were already set before I got in there. So I I'd already like talked to my teammates. It's going. One time I didn't have it on time. What happened? Mike, uh, uh coach Billy comes through. He kind of glances at me. He goes on out. And then all of a sudden, about five minutes later, my defensive back coach, Donnie Henderson comes, a safety coach. And he says, Hey man, is everything okay? Mm-hmm. And I am like, huh? I'm like, yeah, what, I ain't fly as I used to be? No, you're you
4: know, you looking like
2: $2 million like you always do. He said, man, is it, it, the music all right? What's everything going? I said, no, Coach, I'm just running a little bit late. Tell, tell Coach Billick it's going to be jumping in a minute. And I knew because he walked by right Coach and he looked out the corner his eye like, okay, something's wrong today. Is everything okay? No, baby, we ready.
1: We ready. I'll tell you, man, what's bumping right now is the landscape of the CFP, mm. and I love it. It's a complete mess. I mean, I'll get into it later. almost – Gave away what I was going to talk about in terms of Florida State. and my opinion, about them after watching them not be very good last night. But you know who's in, who's out. We'll talk about that. We're uh, then hour two is going to be all NFL Access, Titans and Colts. Listen, big game for the for the uh, for the Titans especially. Uh, bigger game for them than it is the Colts. Uh, we know the Titans haven't lost at home. They play well at home. Um, so, um, I spoke to Danico Autry. He came out to the dealership that I'm a sales manager at there. Rhythm shout out rhythm CDJR. I got that shout out going on. This Ain't no wrong with it. Um, but I asked him, I'm like, what's this? what's going on with the home and home and away, uh, records and stuff. And he's like, I don't have any idea. You know, it just is what it is. So a uh, big win for them would put them to five and seven. So we'll talk about that at nine ten. at nine 10, I'm excited for this. Our very own John Burton. Uh, Channel 5 News, and he is the half of the John Burton and Greg Polk show that's here every single morning on WNSR from 9 to 11. So that's pretty exciting. He's going to join us. I don't know if you know this, Corey, but John Burton was a professional wrestler. Did you know that?
2: I heard that.
1: Yeah. I think we're going to ask him if we could do a charity event to have you wrestle him. What do you think about that?
2: I'm. A, uh, <clears throat> Did you ever watch the show where, I think it was Geraldo,
1: Yes, I remember that show. And
2: yes. he was talking to, maybe it was Stone Cold. I don't know who what wrestler he was talking yeah, to. And yeah. he was talking about wrestling was yeah, fake. Yeah. And he was like, well, you know, it's acting. It's not really wrestling. It's just entertainment. And then Big Boy got up over there and said, okay, well, <laughs> open hand slapping and said, is that fake? <laughs> like, awesome. I don't really, you know what I'm saying? I ain't too versed in, in I, I don't want to do that with John Bird. Dude. I coach him. I get in the corner with him. But he's not going to be throwing me out the ring on the
1: table. John Burton and Corey Harris, Super Bowl champion, will be having a wrestling match very soon for charity. Uh, 9 20, we're going to have Tim Campbell. So, this is a great feel good story here in the Christmas season, the giving season. Uh, Tim Campbell actually works with me at Rhythm CDJR, and he's going to be a guest in studio with us. He's got an incredible story about uh, a giveaway of a bike and a, a bike giveaway that he does every Christmas. And then at 9 30, we've got Megan Hall, who's the coach uh, from Coltswire. Uh, to talk Indianapolis Colts USA Today, uh, to talk Colts Titans. So I'm excited for her to join us. And then uh, we're all sports, man. We're just going to keep rolling. Uh, open lines right now, like I said, 615-844-5600. Please call in. Let's get it rolling, and uh, let's start talking some college football. And I, I do want to hit uh, Tennessee and Vanderbilt kind of one last time as to wrap up the season. So with Tennessee, the University of Tennessee, you know, I – uh, I wonder what's next for them you know a disappointing season right Corey I mean would you say that would you say that University of Tennessee season was a disappointing season with four losses
2: um I'll say it's disappointing to fans uh and and uh vol for life uh, yeah uh the VFLs but I think for the people inside I think for Josh Heupel, I think for his staff maybe they have a different thought about it I think they may have 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 thought that if they we're doing what everybody was expecting. It would be overachieving. Yeah. Um, yeah. because again, you're looking at talent. Um, you looking at chemistry. Mm hmm. Yep. And then you're looking at the leadership. So your, your main guys leave. So the talent goes down a little bit, the chemistry between the quarterbacks and the receivers changes. And you're talking about a, a, a system that again, I'll always refer it to like the run and shoot because it's one of those systems yeah. that if the quarterbacks and the, um, receivers on the same page it's just impossible to stop like if you're on top i throw the back shoulder fade if you're too far back i throw the hand up sit down in the zone if you're close i run by you and tennessee you've seen in every game that they've lost though except for one i think you know there was a ball missed by a a deep ball Yep. opportunities and so maybe it is a disappointment because had they hit had they shot 90 percent from the line maybe they would be undefeated yeah so I, I would say, yes, a disappointment based on what could have happened, but I, I think being realistic about the shift in talent, the shift in the quarterback, yeah, um, I think it kind of changed what was, was possible.
1: It did. I mean, Hendon Hooker, obviously, last year, and then uh, going to the Joe show, Joe Milton this year, it, it it definitely felt different. The team felt different, and that just is what it is. But, but the other part of it, you mentioned it, Corey, is it's the SEC. In the SEC, the margin of error is beyond slim. You know, if you're not on every single week, I mean, we saw it last night with with uh, or yesterday afternoon with Alabama and Georgia, right? You know, I mean, all of a sudden, who looks who looks uh, human is Georgia, mm-hmm. right? And who looks subhuman is the Nick Nick Saban effect, which is uh, which is Alabama. But you know, I think Tennessee. I think again, I've said it before. I'll say it again. University of Tennessee football last year was so exciting and so amazing. And beating Alabama and all of those things that happened for University of Tennessee football, and and the expectations coming into the season is it would keep rolling uh, to to be what it was, right? And it wasn't. It, it, it to me is a disappointing season when you lose four and you're expected to probably lose one or two and you double your win, your, your losses. And um, it's just the SEC. I mean, again, if you're not on week to week, week to week, week to week, this is what's going to happen. All of a sudden, you're going to look up and you're 500 or you're a few games over 500. And the season is over now, except for a bowl game. And you know, you know, one thing I was thinking about with these bowl games, I'm really struggling with this, this because I'm a little bit of an old school guy when in relationship to the old school bowl games, when what there used to be maybe 12 or 14, and I don't know how many there are now. 30,
2: 116. It,
1: it feels like it. But, <laughs> but uh, the thing that's really changed, and I want to hear your thoughts on this, is is the transfer portals. You know, Vanderbilt, uh, Vanderbilt, both of their quarterbacks entered transfer portals. And it's not to go to the NFL, okay? It's going to go somewhere else and play college football. But these other ones, I was reading um, after, Corey, after Oregon lost to Washington in the Pac-12 championship out in Vegas uh, a couple nights ago, I think it was Friday night, uh, Bo Nix was asked, you know, what's next for him? And he's played 60, 60 college football games uh, he has. But, you know, for him, obviously, he's going to enter into the NFL, but uh, but he's—they're making decisions. Are they going to play in the bowl games? So that's a question for you. And a thought is: I just don't like it. You're a part of the team, and now all of a sudden, your starting quarterback is deciding he's going to the NFL, or your starting linebacker, your starting wide receiver, or running backs, or whatever. And they say, you know what? We're not going to play in these bowl games. You know, we're not going to continue to represent the school that I went to. That paid for my entire education.
2: The same school that'll take your scholarship if you're not playing great. One
1: hundred percent.
2: The same school that the coach will leave with a guaranteed contract, sitting down in my family's room saying, "I'm gonna take care of your own child like he like take care of your child like yeah. he's my own," and then leaves the next year. Right. No, you have to make a business decision for your family.
1: Yeah, you do.
2: Right. You have to. And I give you a perfect example: Jalen Smith, Cowboys. I think it was Notre Dame.
1: Yep. Yep.
2: Was going to be a top three pick.
1: Yeah. Yes.
2: Top three pick played in the ball game. Yep. Tore up his knee. Now, I've been I've been on this for years. Yeah. Because once you get to that space where now it's about my family, my new family. Yeah. Right? Not my, my original family. I added a surrogate family to, in the form of college football, all right. of my college teammates. Right. But guess what? I'm going to dap up my backup. Yep. I'm going to tell him I love you. I'm going to tell my team I love you. I sat and watched Sterling Sharp sit in the front of a team meeting before a game, right before the the game, the night before the game on a Saturday. He said, guys, I wanted to talk to you first before y'all heard this from anybody. Mm -hmm. I've been talking to ownership. They've been telling me we're going to do this. We promise you we're going to do this. Yep. He's been at every practice and training camp. Yep. I've been telling him, I've been telling him. He went all the way through training camp. We got to that first game, that Saturday night before the game, guess what he did? He stood up and talked to his brothers, his family, and told them, I was told this, I did this, this is where we are. If they don't do what they say they were going to do, I won't be here. Yeah. This is the night before the game. Wow. The best receiver in the league told the team, I ain't going to be here. I'm headed out. Left the hotel. Wow. Guess what he was before the game started the next day? What? The highest paid receiver in. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah. football, so my point is, I say all that to say, Jalen Smith had nothing to gain. Yeah, nothing. I, yeah, but, but he but could, I, but, I still but he could it. pass off to opportunity to the guys that have fought with him. Yeah, that's gonna be there two more years. You finna go get twenty million dollars. I'm finna give my boy this chance. It's gotta be. I get. I understand what you're saying, but when you talk about, and this is the thing that's changed about college football now, it's no longer college football. It's a business. It's a business. It's a so straight guys pure business. You yeah. have to make the same business decisions that coaches, that guys like Nick Saban, yep. who, who I almost said a
1: bad word, mama forgive me.
2: <laughs> who fussed Kirby Smart. Oh not Kirby Smart, uh uh Clemson. What's Clemson's coach name? Debo.
1: Debo Samuel. Or no. no, not Debo. He's the writer series,
2: uh, man. Right. Uh, um, Dabo, Dabo, Dabo Sweeney, and Debo Sandoval—they got a new group coming yeah, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but think about this: Debo these, and Dabo. These, these coaches been making uh eight digits for years, guaranteed, no matter what. Right. And you complaining about somebody who, when they before they came to school, they didn't even know if they was gonna eat the next day.
1: Almost two hundred million dollars in in uh, bonies going out to coaches that have been fired. Uh, the the main one obviously to was, coach or to, yeah.
2: to just sit there and chill to sit there and chill and y'all going to complain about a kid that's saying you know what these next six years are the only six years I have control related to football and money I may not get to play at this I get school.
1: it I get it Corey but I, I you know I, again I'm an old school traditionalist when it comes to this I I, I still I understand the I understand it's a whole another world that we're living in in terms of college football. I just i i don't have to i don't have to agree with it and i don't have to like it and i just don't like it i mean i don't are like you it.
2: okay with coaches leaving even though they sat in my room and told me they're gonna be there for four years are you okay if you a coach you look me and my yes, parents in the face so you okay telling my mama you gonna take care of me for four years and leaving after one
1: yes i'm okay with well that. you wrong Especially then that is wrong yeah
2: because you okay with coaches leaving but you're not okay with the people that make the, the
3: talent leaving but you know what i'll say this.
1: By the way, it, welcome it, 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 Will. You hey, look very hey, happy today.
2: And he's not angry. So it's we got a angry. new we got a new producer, go ladies ahead. and gentlemen. It's not angry, you Will. Have,
3: it is the real yes,
2: deal. You have this Will, Will. Yes, Will.
3: <laughs> y'all, y'all will cry when I leave. So uh I think to go back to, to make points of both your points. I love where you're coming from because it's like if you're gonna be committed, stay committed. Yeah. But then for you, you you call yourself a traditionalist, but at the end of the day, you also stated as a coach if you had the opportunity to run. You would run. Yeah. Right. Why are you pointing at me? Be, to make my point.
1: Nobody can see it just <laughs> Man, so no. you know, oh. Just so you know, he's pointing at me. So I will point, point back, back at you and say, that's yes. Just, if that's I'm a timing
3: right. mechanism. But look at it like <laughs> yeah. this. I, to, to, to kind of make Corey's point pop, it's, it is a business. And, you're, and then at the point, you're saying that I'm just going to go ahead and contribute to the business, even though I'm asking a mother and nine times out of ten, you're going into a single mother's home to Not go nine get her times only out of 10, child. Yep. To go get her own at times her only child yeah, but you can't, or the, youngest uh, child and you just told her, ma'am, I'm going to commit to your son. Oh, by the way. <laughs> yeah, screw that. I'm gone.
1: Well, first of all, I wouldn't say that to a, a recruit. I wouldn't go in and say, of course, you're like like you a salesperson,
3: right? You're not going to tell the person you're trying to sell a car to, hey, by the way, oh, this car needs a new uh, ignition coil. You're going to go sell that car, right? Man, don't try and sound like you know how to sell cars nah, or anything like I, that. I
1: ain't, you know,
2: ain't, ain't no. going to put his integrity like that. I will say, though, as coaches. But
3: that is a lack of integrity. You leave a
2: program. No, you're, but you, you're, you're telling didn't telling hear what that I said. What I said say. was,
1: I, if I'm the coach and I'm re- recruiting a player, he wouldn't I'm not going to sit there. And if the mom says, or the dad says, or whoever says, and ask me, are you going to be, be here there for all four years. four years? I'm going to say, I don't know. I can't tell you that. But you I just said that. earlier, you probably would. No, no, no he said would, he uh, wouldn't, wouldn't tell I get a parent sure that. I wouldn't tell a parent that. I wouldn't commit to a parent. I know for four James years. Franklin literally... But my point is, the player, listen, the player is being paid a free ride scholarship to get an education at that university. Okay? And whether they use that education or not, or go to the NFL, most players don't go to the NFL.
2: Paid and blocked. Yeah, right. He's not paid I, I and just, blocked. Right. He can't get any other money. And we got to take it. We got to take a break.
1: We're, we'll continue this on Sunday. Now I'm all pissed off this morning. I was in such a good mood, and will ruin my mood because by he started well, by smiling and pointing Point. at me and all this BS. <laughs> anyway, listen. Hey, this is the Sunday morning scramble on the other side. I've said it for weeks. Alabama, the Nick Saban effect is creeping. And Alabama is going to end up in the, I don't know. We're going to talk about this after the break. It is WNSR National Sports Radio. You're listening to Super Bowl champion Corey Harris, the coach, on the Sunday morning scramble. We love you. We see you. Call us. What's up, Nashville? This is Super Bowl
2: champion Corey Harris. And anybody that loves sports knows that if you can't score, you can't win. So you should absolutely consider protecting your family and your assets with State Farm.
5: Thanks, Corey. Hey, everybody, this is Lauren Tullis, State Farm agent in Hendersonville. And if you like watching some of the best, like Corey Harris, you should be protected by the best. Contact us today to get your free quote at LaurenTullis.com. Like a good neighbor, Lauren Tullis State Farm is there.
2: What's up, Nashville? This is Corey Harris, Super Bowl champion of 2000 Baltimore Ravens. And the only thing that Coach Tonjes likes more than the L.A. Chargers is Double Dogs.
1: Ah, yeah, Corey, Double Dogs. This is the coach, Greg Tonjes, from the wonderful new show, live show, that is the Sunday Morning Scramble. It is the coach, and it is Corey, Super Bowl champion on that show. But we do love one thing better than all of that. It is Double Dogs in Gallatin. It is the spot for beer, for sports. They've got the biggest greens they've got the coldest beers and guess what it's dog friendly and not only that you can walk in today and ask for the coach's special which is a double dog double dogs with chili and cheese and not one but two hot dogs it is double dogs in gallatin and that is at 1620 nashville pike tell them coach Todd just sent you
2: Corey Harris, SEC legend Super Bowl Champion. If you want a great game day experience, you need to go down to DraftKings Sports and Social, downtown Nashville.
1: Oh, yeah, Corey, DraftKings Sports and Social. There's only 14 of them, and we've got one of them here in downtown Nashville at 128 2nd Avenue North in downtown Nashville. Listen, anybody that loves to watch sports he has to go here. They got a VIP lounge that overlooks the Cumberland River, and into Nissan Stadium. This place is unbelievable with the biggest screens and the best experience for any sports fan. 128 2nd Avenue North in downtown Nashville. We'll see you there.
6: Trusted for creative design and committed to both the function and aesthetics of your smile, Jody Jones Dentistry for 26 years has provided a wide range of general and cosmetic dentistry services along Nashville's Music Row and coming soon to Hermitage in Murfreesboro. The Nashville leader for cosmetic dentistry provides a unique luxury environment for patients who want his famous Hollywood smile. Just ask the country music stars, actors, athletes. Yeah, he was eight years the dentist for the Predators to display his celebrity smile. To learn more, visit JodyJonesDDS.com or call 615-259-5100.
7: It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane.
8: This is just it. The Titans are trading Kevin Byard to the Eagles. The Eagles are going to send the Titans a fifth and sixth round pick and safety Terrell Edmonds. Well, they're giving up on that
9: contract. There were also a lot of Titans fans upset about some of the comments he made, which I thought was insane. Big
7: kaboom here on this Monday. (laughs) The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR.
1: Oh yeah, we're jamming in the Music City. Big, big, big day. Nissan Stadium, all lit up, beautiful with its boards and its sound. And love driving by that this morning on the way with a little Rush playing in the background. Hey man, Will, happy Will. Hey, you need to put, you need to find that Rush song, Limelight. I want that thing cranked up, man. You got to find that song for me. I got the, you.
3: I'll the, do the best I can.
1: I mean, the drums in that little Rush, man. I'll tell you. But I'll tell you right now who we've got. We've got a special guest on this morning. I'm so thankful for him coming on, and that is Coach Brunetti. Pearl Combs Firebirds! I'm just going to straight up ask you, Coach. First, I'm going to welcome you into the show with me, the coach. I coach 20 years of football, and Corey, Super Bowl champion. Welcome this morning. Oh. I got to redo the intro. It's okay, Will. We'll forgive you. Will still happy, but hey, uh, we do have our special guest here this morning joining us. I'm so excited to have him on uh, with the coach, and that's me, 20 years coaching football, and Corey Harris, Super Bowl champion, Coach Burnetti, Pearl Combs, Firebirds, state champions. How's that feel, Coach?
9: I feel great. It feels great. Emotional high yesterday. Kind of come down a little bit, but it's, just, it's a pleasure to have one in the state championship.
1: I mean, first time in sixteen years Pearl Combs wins the state championship and what what was that moment like? I've I've been a football coach for twenty years all across the country. And what was that moment like on the sideline? You've got all your guys, you got all your coaches, you know, those are the most important people, and then the fans of course. But what was it like when you knew we are going to be state champions?
9: That was emotional, uh, I mean, all all the years we've been there, so many times, and haven't won it. And the, the season we've had, and the, the preparation we had this season, and the kids that won a lot of big games this season. And to see to be able to win that state title, man, that, that, that just leaves all that pressure, all that, all that. I guess uh, umbrella over your head, but knowing that I've been there three times, I ain't won it yet. I guess like uh, the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, <laughs> you just
1: reminded me of something too when you said Buffalo Bills, <laughs> but when you said that. It reminded me of the the Steve Young monkey off his back thing when he was running around the stadium. I don't know if you remember that after uh, <laughs> he took over and he started running like he was a kid in a candy store. Uh, and that's how I would feel winning a state championship. I never won one because there aren't many state championships to be had. There's only one team in each division that wins the state championship. And I'm so excited for you and that, that feeling of adulation. I've got Super Bowl champion Corey Harris here with me, Vanderbilt. I'm sure he's got some questions for you as well
2: yeah coach congratulations um one of the things i want to know uh and coach and i deal with this are dealing with this now just with the transition of football and how football is changing i'm calling like the warrior effect having been to uh the championships game having been a part of pearl uh as long as you have like what was the difference going into this year and what point did you see that your team your, your your leaders on the team really got it and the guys were really buying in completely to uh, what what you were coaching and teaching to get over the hump?
9: I think the loss last year in the state final game, I felt like kids felt like they they we let they slip away. Uh, we lost to good Anderson County team, but, uh, and I think that we had a lot of injuries. At the Haywood County game, we had a lot of injuries, but that's here and there, but, and they came back in the off season, man, we started in January and started working, the kids, and we had a lot, this is probably my biggest senior class I've had in a long time, and, Started in January started working hard, kids that run track, want to stay in track and uh and track to us a whole lot with a speed. And mm-hmm. then going to the summer the leadership just rose, man. The leadership people start stepping up leading wise. You know, and we lost we lost some good players in and this class from injury. You know, we lost both the starting middle linebackers.
4: Wow.
9: And uh, and uh and then I had to move the Simpson kid to linebacker uh from DN but he had dropped like twenty five pounds in off season. Wow. And, uh, and he stepped up to that road, man, you know, and losing uh, the Beach kid, Grayson Beach, that was big in the middle of the season. We lost him by week six for the season. And uh, he was a three-star linebacker. It just that was a big change. But then other kids rose up, man. Other kids rose up, man, and stepped in those roles. And, and, and just gave all they had, that's all I asked to do, give me all you got. If it take two of y'all to make one person, give me all you got when you're in there. That's all I asked. And they did, man, they did. They, they never quit. Every game we played, they played four quarters. That's one thing about this team. They played four quarters.
1: Yeah. And that's what you ask for as a coach, you know, you really ask for uh, your players to just give all they have. And, you know, it's, it's high school football, man. Just, you know, I am just sitting here and flashing back, just seeing the faces of, of players and their motivations and, and the, the want to's, you know, that really, really want to go out there and do it uh, for themselves, for their family, for their coaches. Uh, speaking of that, speaking of some of these players, uh, tell us about some of these seniors that are getting ready to go play some college ball. Who do you got? That's, uh, that's already decided to go to certain schools and, uh have any other we
9: really only got one as a side right now so we got a lot of kids got several offers uh i think wrestling he last night he made been an i guess uh uh jason Opton, he's going to UT e. Martin. He, he's happy with that commitment and he okay. has he could have had several offers though but he decided that's where he want to be at so he made it an announcement last night that's the he's going. okay and um cory uh-huh.
1: cory might help some of those other players cory
2: is that correct? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I do, I do want to know, coach. He wants to, talk Vand- he wants now, all to go to Vanderbilt. Right. Right. Them. What <laughs> I want to here's, I really, and this is something. This is a, this is a hope that I have for the city. I've always had it for Vanderbilt. I've always had it for TSU, man. I really, I really, and, and with how sports is changing now, with how football is changing now, mm-hmm. it's, it's more like you said. It's a, it's a business mm-hmm. on so many levels. I know yeah. your concern as a coach is, is your kids from a holistic standpoint, your whole child being taken care of when they go to these different schools. How has co- recruiting changed in regards to how you help families well, discern about well, what, what they should and shouldn't do?
9: Well, I'll be honest with you, it's changed so much, domestic wise. You know, you got to go where it best fits you. You know what I'm saying? And I think now that I try to tell people, you can have all the D1 offers in America, you know, and you can only take one. And but you gotta go where it might be a, it might be an FCS school that fits you to be successful. Mm-hmm. It's not about what makes you feel be successful. You can, you can go jump in that pot and and that multiplier in what you thought it was. You know. Yeah. Um But it's the transfer, like I say, the transfer portal. I don't. It has its good things, but a lot of it has its bad things because it still has some kids. And I, I would normally in a class like this, I'd probably sign 13 kids. Wow. Yeah. And with the, with the portal was, I might sign half of them.
2: Oh, because of the the super senior thing, the the, mm-hmm. the, the guy's thing. Well,
9: stand. It, 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 it's, like, it's like a – it's turned to like a farm club. It's, it's twinkling down, twinkling down right now. Even, you know, in I is like high-level football now, real high-level. they getting – because all the kids are coming down. That normally might be FCA level or some D1 kid level. might not get the opportunity that some D1 kid – probably I, normally would sign D1 and go FCA. That's why the talent level is getting greater. The, the competition level is getting, you no know, better every level now.
7: No doubt. And, but the opportunity,
9: but the opportunities for young high school kids been just drain away you know and uh and that hurts because high school is your bloodline keep you saying that it is your bloodline so if you' don't have high school sports what are you going to do in college yeah,
1: no, i mean what? i mean football the sport of football in high schools i mean it drives a lot of other things for the high school as well financially at every that's level why you
9: said's that. you say that even at high school level if you have a great you have a team that have a good year yeah but, but, but most, most times I've been to school and working wise if you you've had a good team to have a good year and we do a good job of tight down our kids and being structure wise but your your school go well, man I promise you does if you're successful with the program at the beginning of the year football wise and through the year majority of the time your school go well man yeah i
1: mean everybody's happier i mean when you're winning, i mean the student body is happier the the fans are happier yeah. i mean everybody's happier i've I've been a part of those types of seasons I've been a part of the other where, where <laughs> man i can't my, man, I, hey coach i was i was in a, a small town i'm not gonna name the town but i was in a small town coaching football it was a rough couple of years and i mean my wife about three games into it jen god bless her heart and i don't mean that in a derogatory way because i learned that when you moved to, when i moved to the south that that doesn't that not necessarily a nice thing to say god bless your heart but uh but bless her heart because she ended up having to uh not sit in the stands she like she was,
2: hearing too much negative. the, oh the tank. God. Yeah, that's always. That yeah. I mean, my, my wife's <laughs> yeah. not a fighter.
1: She's a lover, but she was like, I'm going to brawl with these. So she ended up standing in the end zones behind the fence, you know, to wow. watch some of those games. Wow. But, you know, it does. It makes everybody happier. You know, I, I've heard GPAs jump up uh, when football programs are good and winning, and it's just a, a great thing. Now, uh, celebration wise, uh, I'm obviously excited to get you guys going to get the rings, but uh, is there going to be a parade? How are you guys going to celebrate out there?
9: I, I don't know. How, I mean, actually, to be honest with y'all. Yeah, we we got we got back to the school. We 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 had, we had prayed. Oh, you oh, already did. But they're gonna they probably gonna do some they're gonna do some other things. I think they're like, only week wise or whatever. But we got back. Uh, they started the end of the end of the street, and they had the major bands the, and the whole neighborhood came out. Oh man, I, like,
2: like, I gotta see some video of that because I know I know <laughs> it was awesome because people ask me <laughs> all the time. Kids ask me, Coach, like, what's the difference in how you felt winning the Super Bowl and how I felt winning the five A five A state championship in Indiana, which my high school won again this year, first to ten Shout in out. Indiana. Shout out Ben Davis High School, Dick Gullahan, <laughs> the originator. But coach, seriously, like, and I always tell him, I was like, it felt exactly the same. Like, you start these summers off with guys uh, uh, that are putting in the work. You are looking around and see who's sacrificing and see who it really means something to see what coaches care and concern, see what parents and families are sold out. And then your leaders uh, 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 rise to the top and you start doing it. And then even points where you probably could coach could leave. And you know, if you came back, they was doing what they needed to do in the weight room or otherwise. And I tell them every time, like it felt exactly the same. Like I was exhausted because I had put so much into it, but I was elated the exact same way, man. So I just really want to say, Congratulations uh, to your, to your guys and what's the prospect about next year? I know you're gonna celebrate not not too long, but I know you're already looking at uh, you know your young you know, guys we, stepping we, we, up. We
9: we still we, we still have a lot of talent coming back. Uh, we we lose we, we lose about, you know, we lose a lot of size, but not not talent wise. You know, we we'll be a little bit younger, but we we gotta get the group coming back a lot. I wish all our skilled guys they all young. You know you lose defense wise a lot, but. Uh, we still return. it's like number twenty three that caught the bum off the kickoff. He uh he's one he he was fighting for a starting spot week two against C he actually played the whole second half C P A game. Wow. But he got hurt. He got hurt with, with an ankle, ankle sprain. We lost him most of the whole year. He came back and he finally started to get wheeled and he was on the sideline when in the playoff game they on the sideline. It was crazy. He was frustrated. Wow. So and he helped you. Helped other players, and he made to be one of the biggest players in life. So just a couple of players that you have
2: that'll lead the team next year, and what you're looking forward to, obviously with the opportunity to, to to repeat. Like, who are some guys that you're gonna be counting on older guys to lead, and then some younger guys that you may be looking to, uh, to step up. And, And before you answer that, I want I want if you're listening, tell somebody shout out. Uh, Pearl Cone Firebird, send them some love on Facebook, Instagram. Look at them, you know, uh, here mm-hmm. in the city. This is this is our school right here in in, in the heart of the city, uh, in one of our neighborhoods. Yeah, uh, been here a long time. Responsible for a lot, a lot of great uh, talent in multiple sports, not just on the field. A lot of talent coming from over there. But but who are some young guys you're looking at helping, contributing next year? And then some guys that are going to be your upperclassmen for next year that you're looking to potentially uh, go and and and, and repeat.
9: I think you still got to like I said, the, uh, even O line you returned three back on O line. I then I'm yeah, the guy there, Anthony in the center, and the son, and you got another guy, uh, Malachi Campbell. Oh, that's Bishop Campbell's son that passed away recently. Mm-hmm. He was cool. real popular in the city. Um, and he lost his father about a month ago, uh, and he, he still been fighting, playing, man. You know, uh, uh, I think you got the one to read who, who should be the back, should be a starting quarterback. But we're looking for him to step up and give him more. You know. Um, defensively you got ain't really offers away he still got canards number one he's coming back number three he's coming back uh so we got a lot of weapons like that another person on office that's young is gonna give us a lot the Damon hunter the Damian hunter uh he played He actually had about four hundred yards catching this season, but he wasn't a starter wow <laughs>
1: that's good,
9: and uh, he's just gonna be a junior next year defensively you still got number the d b Josh Sims coming back um Still got number five, Garcia, Kyler. Uh He actually Vanderbilt's offered him my D tackle. Oh, there you go, Corey. Number five. Look at that. Are you? Pro- and, number, and, and also number three is offered by Vanderbilt too as well. By the way, when uh, you
1: said Vanderbilt coach.
9: Corey, Corey
1: just looked over at me and didn't say anything. He just shook his head like, yeah, yeah, baby. But. Hey, we need ch- <laughs> hey, You got to
2: do it like a champion. I think Doing when, like when you champion. when you learn and when you a part, and that's the thing I was gonna ask you too, Coach, real quick. Mm-hmm. Like back to back, I mean, you've been there a, a couple of years in a row. Like, what did you change? What did you like? What was the the difference in how you approach? What did you do do different, if anything? that was able to help you guys get over you and your staff to, to, to get well, over I, I, the,
9: the edge. I, 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 think the, I think the biggest thing like I mean the staff I mean we I lost two good coaches and they took over east. And you know, my my friends, you know. And uh but oh, this, yeah. I, we have and a lot of still got veterans on like staff. I don't lose you know, I don't lose staff like that. I don't unless you get promoted like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just don't lose staff. I treat them as men, I let them coach and uh, But I also bring a lot of young, a lot of former players in, the us that play college ball, and outside jumpers of the kids that stepped up and rose and I gave them opportunities, man. And they rose. They, this young offensive group of coaches, man, I give them, I give them credit. You know, also, like I said, I, coach, I, coach Davis, take over defense this year. But the thing is, we worked, it. We worked well together, man. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was like yeah. clockwork. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, I do. And we And we, when you work well like that as a group and everybody get along well and we all, like I said, I don't lose coaches like that. And I keep, you know, having coaches together for a long time, consistency, continuity, it means a lot to a program. And I believe that, you know. And so but going back <laughs> in class, end the season, we made a lot of changes. The system, actually all the system changed now. I mean, you still had the basis core of who we were. But them young guys, they creative, man. I, I them loose, let them go, man. I let them go. And they and they ran with it, you know. At first, the beginning of the season was a little bit rocky. But as time went on, the kids started getting all the new stuff. And all the changes, you no, know, you know, signs and everything else changing the system. And they bought in, man. Those guys never thought they scoring too many points. Well, I love it. I've it got, well,
1: I got one last question for you, Coach. Mm-hmm. And this is the most important question that we've asked you. Maybe the more, most important question you've been asking your entire coaching career. And that is this. I love food. Okay. six four two seventy five. that's me. And I like food. And I want to know, is there a <laughs> championship meal that you will choose to have to celebrate your 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 championship at Pearl Cone because I know that's the most important question you've ever been asked. So what would that meal be? The morning to after celebrate? Meal. Yeah, the celebrate the championship.
9: Uh, uh, you know, be honest with you, I'm 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 uh I'm a crab leg guy. I'm oh, a, oh <laughs> all right.
1: Now, do you go king or do you go snow?
9: Or dun- was it
2: Dungeon of Snow oh. Crab? Or King? It gotta man, be King,
1: I, Coach. I know you're I, cracking I, it open, I, holding it with your I, whole I,
2: palm, dipping it I, in hey, a look. cup of butter. I, I, I'm greasy all over, man. <laughs> <laughs> all over.
9: Hey, <laughs>
1: oh man. Now, now, what? what now, do you dip it in the butter too? You get the, the Come butter.
9: Come on, Coach. Oh, oh, both fingers. I, I, both fingers. Hey, look, both, both fingers all in, man. I'm a seafood guy, you know. I, I don't eat it all the time, but I, I mean, I know when. My mom was like, I want it, I want it, and that that's something that you know my wife would tell you too. And I like good, I like good seafood, especially uh, good crab.
2: You crawfish, you a crawfish guy too? No, nah,
8: not that's really. That's not as much. seafood. I don't Lord. like crawfish
9: as much. Man, you know, man. I, I, because I I mean these little things you don't get enough, <laughs> you don't get enough out of those things. There's no things. You got to work more too Christian hard, ain't you? <laughs> 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 <laughs>
8: well,
9: there's more Christian <laughs> than food in there. <laughs> uh,
10: hey.
1: <laughs> hey, there's got to be a grocery store there. In town, close to you, that will provide you a big, massive crab meal for your championship. Man, we
2: send the coach some crab legs somewhere. We're going to find out where to go. (laughs) We used to have them at Outback. That would be one of my favorite meals. They had them go crab legs. I love
1: Outback. All this food talk is getting me jacked for (laughs) the NFL today and jacked for Pearl Cone winning winning the— Firebirds! Coach Burnetti, we appreciate you being on with us this morning. You are a friend of the show. You're welcome anytime. And, uh, man, congratulations. I can't say it enough. Man, appreciate you.
9: No, I appreciate y'all, man. I really enjoyed talking to y'all today. I may maybe we laugh today. Just, good. Just good. That's like good. That. All right. Go
1: get you some crabs and uh, have some fun, man. We'll talk later.
9: Yes, sir. I All right. Appreciate it, Take
1: care. Oh, I love it. Coach, Coach Burnetti there, Per Combs, right here in Nashville, winning the state what championship. You Loving it. Woo, woo. And you are listening to the Sunday Morning Scramble here on WNSR Nashville Sports Radio. We'll see you on the other side. What's
2: up, Nashville? This is Corey Harris, Super Bowl champion of 2000 Baltimore Ravens. And the only thing that Coach Tonjes likes more than the L.A. Chargers is Double dogs.
1: Ah, yeah, Corey. Double dogs. This is the coach, Greg Tonjes, from the wonderful new show, live show, that is the Sunday morning scramble. It is the coach, and it is Corey, Super Bowl champion on that show. But we do love one thing better than all of that. It is Double Dogs in Gallatin. It is the spot for beer, for sports. They've got the biggest screens they've got the coldest beers and guess what it's dog friendly and not only that you can walk in today and ask for the coach's special which is a double dog double dogs with chili and cheese and not one but two hot dogs it is double dogs in gallatin and that is at 1620 nashville pike tell them coach taj sent you
2: This is Corey Harris, SEC legend, Super Bowl champion. If you want a great game day experience, you need to go down to DraftKings Sports & Social, downtown Nashville.
1: Oh, yeah, Corey, DraftKings Sports & Social. There's only 14 of them, and we've got one of them here in downtown Nashville at 128 2nd Avenue North in downtown Nashville. Listen, anybody that loves to watch sports has to go here. They got a VIP lounge that overlooks the Cumberland River, and into Nissan Stadium. This place is unbelievable with the biggest screens and the best experience for any sports fan. 128 2nd Avenue North in downtown Nashville. We'll see you there.
8: Download the free Upside app
10: now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code LIFT for an extra 25
1: cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's promo code LIFT. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code LIFT for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code LIFT.
2: What's up, Nashville? This is Super Bowl champion Corey Harris. And anybody that loves sports knows that if you can't score, you can't win. So you should absolutely consider protecting your family and your assets with State Farm.
5: Thanks, Corey. Hey, everybody, this is Lauren Tullis, State Farm agent in Hendersonville. And if you like watching some of the best, like Corey Harris, you should be protected by the best. Contact us today to get your free quote at LaurenTullis.com. Like a good neighbor, Lauren Tullis State Farm is there.
6: The TSU Tigers men's basketball team of fifth year coach Penny Collins are coming off a top three OVC finish last season and looking for much more this season. Led by preseason all conference guards Marcus Fitzgerald and Kenyon Hodges, the Tigers face an impressive non conference schedule that includes Oregon, Lipscomb, Austin P., Indiana State, and Liberty and tip off a league play on December 28th at Gentry Center versus UT Martin. Hello, this is Craig Bogue inviting you to join longtime TSU broadcaster Albert Dawson on all of the games this season right here on Nashville Sports Radio, WNSR.
1: All right, all right. You got the Sunday morning scramble here. Nashville Sports Radio here the music city. So excited to be here. And we've got Corey Harris, Super Bowl champion. Those Baltimore Ravens that he says is the best defense in the history of the NFL, which is debatable, although not with him. So, Corey, how are you doing this morning? It's not
2: debatable.
1: We got a mic. We got to get you a mic. we
2: don't have
1: a mic. Oh i no, re- don't need no mic to understand
2: that the Baltimore Ravens 2,000 are the greatest defense ever.
1: What are we talking about? <laughs> How many points a game did they allow that season? Um,
2: about
1: 8.9. Okay, they probably were one of the best defenses.
2: Not probably
3: were.
1: Defense. Oh, boy. And he's like, he Will's trying Just to
3: get him on I the guess,
2: mic. I'm sure I guess we will agree
1: with us, even though he looked like he's a Titans fan. Titans fan, man. Yeah, Titans fan. So, yeah. hey, we've got a very, very special guest in-house today. The number one salesperson over at Rhythm CDJR where I'm at, he's a beast. So first of all, shout out to Rhythm CDJR over in Madison. If you need a uh, a vehicle, uh, I'm your guy, and this is your guy to come and uh, and they call him the good guy over there. He actually has it embroidered on him. But this is Tim Campbell with us this morning. What up, Timmy?
4: Good morning, everybody. How doing you doing? Doing well, doing well. Man,
1: your voice when you get on air and I hear I hear it in my headsets. It's like it's like a combination of An Angel and Barry White. I mean, it's like so
3: smooth. Do you hear that,
1: Will? Can you hear that in your ear? No, he doesn't
3: compete with me. There's no way. No, he sounds pretty good, though. He might.
1: Well, Wow, you gave somebody a compliment. Ladies and gentlemen, Will has given his first compliment in 2023. Just in time for the year to end. I love it. That's his second compliment. Stop it. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So uh, Timmy's in the house. Like I said, he's an uh, he, uh, incredible uh, number one number one salesperson over no at Rhythm point. CDGR. Uh, he can put it on and, and uh, gives you a great experience, so come see him uh, over there. But more importantly and, and really touching to me is uh, I got to know Tim when I first joined the team over at Rhythm CDGR in Madison um, about uh, two months ago, a little over two months ago. And one of the first things that Timmy sent me was, was a video, and it was of his son who who uh had won a contest to get a bicycle and it is the giving season we're in the holiday season with christmas christmas fast approaching um you know even if you don't celebrate christmas this is uh, something that you want to be a part of but tim um you started a a bike drive to to give out bikes and tell us first of all how that came about how did that start how many years ago and and what what spurred you on to be a philanthropist to to be a part of something like this
4: um, it started like five years ago yeah a little bit over five years ago um i was having a good month in the car business and of course you know i like to um uh, try to pass my blessings because i think that the more you give the more you will receive and return and of course i want to have a good crop returning so it was kind of a no-brainer and then i got in with um Rashawn evans i had him in a vehicle and i was kind of like his um whenever you needed a vehicle make sure you had a vehicle or whatever so he and his he and his mom they donated some money to me and I took two families Christmas shopping and you know what I mean and I bought like I think twenty something bikes then it wasn't a lot then because I was doing it all out of my own pocket
1: anyway. uh-huh. mm-hmm. and
4: uh huh hmm and since then it's just something I want to leave a legacy for my boys you know so that
1: you when have three they three kids up, right yes what's their let's give a shout out to the three kids names
4: Caden um, Kobe and Man, nice. which is our yesterday which was actually my real name what's your real name. A team, yes.
1: The team? Is it really? Can I start calling you at work? A team, yes? You can if you want to. Is that but like it, a it name? Might, it
4: might be repercussions behind it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I love it. So, you, you started the bike drive uh, last year. How many bikes you, did you think you gave out?
4: Um, I think I gave out like 30-something bikes and a couple of uh,
1: hoverboards. Okay. All right. That's cool. Oh, hoverboard. That's cool, too.
4: Yep.
2: So, I almost killed myself on a hoverboard standing I, on the wrong side. I did too. <laughs> my toes down like I was hard,
4: hard to so My kids waited to see if I was dead before they started laughing, but
8: they definitely. Yeah. Like,
2: that thing shot up in front me. I said, "Man, I got balance, but not that kind of balance."
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I like it. So, uh, what's the process? How, how can people get the opportunity? To, two things. So, one, how can people donate some bikes to the the cause? You know, what, what does that look like? And then the second thing is. How can someone that is in need, um, how can they be, become a part of this as well?
4: Okay, well, you can reach me on, on Instagram at TimGoodGuy615, and you can just message me that way. You can reach me through this radio station you guys. Uh, of course, they can reach you through you. They can reach me through Facebook, Tim TimGoodGuy. And, uh, you know, just um, hire in and, and the process goes, I just usually just have a draw and just get everybody to leave in my comments. Um,
1: on Facebook? Uh,
4: yeah, on Facebook, a Christmas song and their favorite Christmas song, and then I'll take a drawing from
1: there. And That's it, really good, man. So, they, so just have, they
2: just have to send in a Christmas song to you. Yeah,
4: yeah I'll, I'll make a post or, or something, and, okay. and and then in the comments, just drop your favorite Christmas song. They usually do a lot of a lot of amazing Christmas songs, you know, from way back in the day, Temptations and all this stuff. So and then I just take them and put them in a, um, a pool of numbers and then generate a, a wheel and from there oh, man that's
2: awesome and so the, the the story related to your son
4: giving the the, the bike okay waver, that, so that, so my son what, yeah. what what really happened is so last year you know i have a bike away so i gave bikes away that year and then a month later i'm uh well not even a month later about three weeks later i'm laying in the bed at home in the morning and i get a call from the school i'm out there and i'm like what, is, what what's going on what <laughs> i wonder what he done did now and so they told me you nothing.
1: He thought he was in trouble.
4: Yeah, but I knew better cuz they don't get in no trouble.
1: I thought he was being Timmy Jr. back in the day. But um
4: <laughs> then she said that no your son's up for an award uh, uh, an award uh for like best student in the world. That's what I heard. They like, say my son's the greatest student in the world. At least what I heard. And then uh she said we want to give a bike away to him and being a, the Rotary Club president's going to come out and chief police and all that and we're going to surprise him and give a bike and we want you to be here and walk out when he gets it and so um oh wow that's cool i did all that but on the way there the um the, the guy the rotary president he was he was walking with the bike and all this stuff and i told him you know what um uh, me and my son we really ain't really in no need of no bikes because like i said i just gave a lot of them away so we said we want to give this to the guy who was the runner-up so they surprised him and so i was blessed and got to give show my son the opportunity to hire Blessed we are to be able to get that bike yeah. that, that he wanted. He never got the ride or touch of nothing.
1: Did you get... cry? No. I just be really. honest, you no. did cry. Man, I know you. I cried in the car. You're very okay. I cried in the car. You
4: I, see, in the I knew car. you cried. I cried in the car. I knew
1: you shed some tears,
2: Gory. That, that, it's awesome. It's awesome to, to you know, the thought that the winter season, the Christmas season, regardless of what you feel about it, where it's from, and the whole nine, but the the symbolism and the prospect of just, Giving and yeah, one of yeah. the things like with me that's some, that's something I've always wanted to, to do and always done since I had the opportunity to uh, play professional football in ninety two start the, the my performing arts center and one of the things that I'm doing uh, now that I just started uh, kick the stereotypes yeah yeah uh, foundation I like that. we just had a great event um, last month um, at Manor Sports Club and we're having another let's play soccer day on uh, December the twenty eighth yeah so yeah. Um, I wanted to say whatever we can do, like, let's, let's find out and the real reasons we asking for, you know, information on how to get to you. Like we really want people to to flood these we giving do. opportunities. Yes. Like, you know, if we think, and I know times have changed, but just the thought of a bike right back in the day, having a bike, having a group oh, of man. friends that you could ride with, yeah. having to change your own and learning to change a flat tire, all these things that come with these simple things that we, take for granted now, they just don't happen anymore. It's just from safety to, to other things. And so we really want people to be able to get behind you. I know you said you've given away from 30 to 50 bikes a year, but it'd be, you know, amazing for our listeners. Well, we always can use more. <laughs> to do it. Yeah, I, like, I want to like, do 100. I want.
1: Yeah. 100 if if is we can number. do
2: that, we can find 100. So if you're listening now. The, the,
1: 615-844-5600. That's 615-844-5600. Would love to have somebody call right now that would get us to 100. We're gonna do a hundred bikes to give out, and Corey, it, it fits with it, and Timmy, it fits with. Oh, I'm sorry, Demetrius was that? What was what was your other name? Atimius.
4: Yes. Atimius. Tim, is. the good
1: guy. That's Tim, the good guy. I love it that he has that on. Head. He had his that on his shirts everywhere. He's branding himself as a good guy, and he really is a good guy. Top salesperson over at Rhythm CDJR, he is.
2: Tim, good guy, six one five. Yep,
1: yep. And uh, hey, Corey, it really fits with kick the stereotypes. Because with kick the stereotypes, uh, one of the parts of the vision, and you share it better than anybody, but is is to help African-American kids be involved in sports that they traditionally would not be involved in, i.e. soccer. Uh, coming up on December 28th, you already did one big event. But, you know, uh, biking, bicycling, I mean, this honestly, because that's a massive sport worldwide. Just like soccer is,
2: right? So, it's funny because before I started kicking stereotypes, obviously, God gave me a vision. It was all these different parts. And you talk to me like we're talking about the golf component, up to par. Yeah. Strikeout literacy, putting batting cages and bowling alleys in in, in, in these areas. Yeah. But obviously, with uh nutrition, hydration, nutrition, and, and emotional wholeness being our main part. But you're talking about this bike riding, like this gearhead style, like, not just getting the ride, but being able to be with your friends, being able to, again, change your tires, being able to do all of yeah. these different things. Put a chain on. I love it, yeah, it, it all the chain It always, it fits in. And so with us, with Kick the Stereotypes, what we, we're trying to do, you can reach out to us at Kick the Stereotypes. Yeah. But, uh, and our website is uh, Kick, the Stereotypes, Kick the Stereotypes Foundation.org. But all of these things, lacrosse, um, soccer, uh Every sport that you can think of that our kids don't get the opportunity to experience simply because the color of their skin or their socioeconomic status yeah, exactly. is something that we want to change. And what you're doing, giving kids this, it's more than just giving bites. So call us in. Call
1: in. Reach out. Yeah, hey. And, and hey, thank you, Tim Campbell, for being here. Uh, you are listening to Nashville thank Sports you. Radio, and my opportunity to get off. And, and we'll see you on the other side. Bye-bye. Peace.
7: 560 AM, 95.9 FM, Brentwood, Nashville. 107.9 FM, Smyrna. Nashville's first 24-hour sports station. WNSR,
10: Nashville Sports Radio. ABC News, I'm Brian Clark. Hamas says there will not be any more talks about releasing hostages until the war ends. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby tells ABC's this week the U.S. is trying to get those talks between Hamas and Israel back on, but right now believes about 140 hostages are still in Hamas custody. Americans, we think the number is about eight. Um, uh, We don't have perfect visibility on where they all are. We certainly don't have perfect visibility uh, on on their physical or mental condition. We're trying to do that as best we can. Authorities in California say a Los Angeles man already in custody in connection with a fatal shooting during a home invasion is the man they suspect of killing three homeless men in the last week. 33-year-old Jared Powell remains in custody. Pope Francis says he's feeling better, but for the second week in a row did not address the crowd in St. Peter's Square from the window. And six teams say they belong in the college football playoff field, but only four make the cut. 13-member selection committee will announce the four shortly
8: after noon Eastern. This is ABC News. Have you Googled yourself lately? Are there negative posts from an ex-employee or from a former client? Maybe an outdated news article or sensitive personal information about your family? Search engines don't always get it right, but right or wrong, it's your reputation on the line. That's where Reputation Defender by Norton comes in. One of the most trusted names in online reputation repair. Reputation Defender has been fixing people's search results for over 15 years. Their cutting-edge approaches help you to wipe away unwanted information in your search results. They also promote the good stuff so that it rises to the top, helping you put your best foot forward. Your good name is too valuable to leave to the whims of a Google algorithm. Take control with Reputation Defender. You can start by getting your free Reputation Report Card at reputationdefender.com or call 800-401-6681 to speak to an expert. That's 800 401 6681.
0: Located at 5410 Murfreesboro Road in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers is one stop shopping for all your liquor, beer, and wine needs and has been a multiple winner annually in the Best of Rutherford County voting for Best Liquor Store and Top Wine Shop. Featuring the lowest prices, the best customer service with unsurpassed knowledge, City Slickers offers the largest craft beer selection in Rutherford and Southeastern Davidson counties. and has beer on tap at its growler filling station. City Slickers also sells mixers, sodas, snacks, tobacco products, and the Tennessee Lottery, and can place special orders and assist with all your events and even wedding planning. Make sure you follow City Slickers on all their social media or just give them a call at 615-280-7469. That's 615-280-7469. Located in the heart of Laverne. City Slickers.
2: What's up, Nashville? This is Super Bowl champion Corey Harris. And anybody that loves sports knows that if you can't score, you can't win. So you should absolutely consider protecting your family and your assets with State Farm.
5: Thanks, Corey. Hey, everybody, this is Lauren Tullis, State Farm agent in Hendersonville. And if you like watching some of the best, like Corey Harris, you should be protected by the best. Contact us today to get your free quote at laurentullis.com. Like a good neighbor, Lauren Tullis State Farm is there.
7: Jim Rome is here weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville Sports Radio, WNSR. The SEC is for closers, and there's only one way to survive in the SEC, ABC. A-always-B-B-C, closing,
6: always be closing. a,
1: B, C. a always A-always-B-B-C,
6: closing, always be closing.
7: Jim Rome, 11 to 2 on Nashville's original Sports Radio, WNSR.
2: This is Corey Harris, SEC Legends Super Bowl champion. If you want a great game day experience, you need to go down to DraftKings Sports & Social, downtown Nashville.
1: Oh, yeah, Corey, DraftKings Sports & Social. There's only 14 of them, and we've got one of them here in downtown Nashville at 128 2nd Avenue North in downtown Nashville. Listen, anybody that loves to watch sports he has to go here. They got a VIP lounge that overlooks the cumberland river and into nissan stadium this place is unbelievable with the biggest screens and the best experience for any sports fan 128 second avenue north in downtown nashville we'll see you there
2: What's up, Nashville? This is Corey Harris, Super Bowl champion of 2000 Baltimore Ravens. And the only thing that Coach Tonges likes more than the LA Chargers is Double Dogs.
1: Ah, yeah, Corey, Double Dogs. This is the coach, Greg Tonges, from the wonderful new show, live show, that is the Sunday Morning Scramble. It is the coach, and it is Corey, Super Bowl champion on that show. But we do love one thing better than all of that it is Double Dogs in Gallatin. It is the spot for beer, for sports. They've got the biggest They've got the coldest beers, and guess what? It's dog friendly. And not only that, you can walk in today and ask for the Coach's special, which is a double dog, double dogs with chili and cheese, and not one, but two hot dogs. It is Double Dogs in Gallatin, and that is at 1620 Nashville Pike. Tell them Coach Tanja sent you.
0: Broadcasting live from the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studios. Welcome back to the Sunday Morning Scramble. Your recipe for sports to feed your sports fandom. The Sunday Morning Scramble is brought to you by Nashville Toyota North, State Farm Hendersonville Agent Lauren Tullis, and Double Dogs Gallatin. Call or text the Sunday Morning Scramble, 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Now, here are your hosts of the Sunday Morning Scramble, Super Bowl champion Corey Harris and Air Force veteran and coaching legend Greg Tonjes.
1: Oh yeah, He's squeaking a little bit this morning, that's okay. I'm staying happy, I'm staying focused, I'm staying dialed in. You are listening to the Sunday Morning Scramble here on Nashville Sports Radio. We're everywhere. We are YouTube, we are on Facebook, we are on X, we are on Twitch, we are on that, this, and that, and the other. We all over the place. Also on 95.9 FM, also 107.9 Smyrna, and also on 560 AM, so you can tune in there. And this is the hour, too. Uh, thank you so much for Tim Campbell joining us this morning, as we are going to pursue uh, 100 bikes to give away this Christmas uh, through his program that he has that he put together a little bit ago. So, And this hour is all NFL access, Titans. And the Colts AFC South rivalry—super excited about that. Must win, I would say, for our Titans to keep flowing. They probably will. They're playing at home. They always win at home.
3: Yeah, but they somehow always find a way to struggle against the Colts. But hey, Greg, I got a surprise for you online. You do too. okay.
1: Yes. Who we got? What do we got? Yeah, you got your own with the coach and Corey Harris, Super Bowl champion. Who we got? It's Philip. Hey, what's going on, Philip? General <laughs> sales manager, Rhythm CDJR in the house, Corey Harris. How about that? Who is that? Phillip. Please, sir. Phillip. I've,
12: got, I've got I've got two things, guys. One Bring you're gonna be happy about, one you're not.
1: Oh. I
2: got
12: Five hundred dollars worth of bikes
2: for Tim the good guy. Woo! Go Colts, baby. Go Colts. I say that one yeah. more time for yeah. us, Phillip. You ain't Which Phillip Rivers, you are you? <laughs> so we know you ain't coming through like that. <laughs>
1: oh. Go Colts, baby. We're going for the sweep. Oh, go Colts! Wait, calm. wait, wait, wait. Hey, wait, give wait, us a score prediction, Phillip.
12: 24-17 Colts. Oh, boy. I like that one. Zach Moss, 150 rushing yards again.
1: Oh,
3: Now, how many receiving yards does Michael Pittman Jr. have? He gets 80 and a touch. I like that. And that's and that's, touch that's touch that. fantasy numbers he's right there. He's a good wide receiver. Yeah. going to get us jumping. Now, now. does Gardner miss you get over 300 yards passing? N-
1: no. 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 Okay. Gardner Gardner's going to do 225 because we're going we're to run going to Zach Moss. He's a Garner. You know, hey, Philip, I was thinking about this too. I talked to you about it yesterday at uh, Rhythm CDJR, where both of us work. I work for uh, for Philip there. And uh, so does Timmy, actually, who was just in uh, here. He's still here with us. But, uh, you know, the Colts have a story. I was looking at their their players, a very storied franchise. I mean, you go all the way back to Johnny Unitas, Edger and James, Joseph Adai, Marshall Falk. Bill Rivers Sanders. even got over there. Hope, what's that? Bob Sanders. Bob Sanders. Don't get the don't forget, don't forget Marvin Harrison. We, we don't want to forget he's uh Phillips
0: a UT guy too. Reggie uh, Wayne.
1: Reggie Wayne. Yeah, but don't
2: forget the whole part about them sneaking out of Baltimore, or even coming to Indianapolis. Oh boy. That's a Here great goes part. Corey. Oh. Boy. <laughs> we was, I welcomed him, That was, that was my favorite my time, play. Corey.
1: I'm, young, I'm a young man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said it's before his time. And uh, of course, Peyton Manning is probably the most famous of them all, but Robert Mathis. White Oh, my God, they've got a, a great uh uh um franchise Legit, over there. Yeah. They don't pay running backs, but other than that, uh man, I'm so excited he called in this morning. We'll actually see you in a little while. And uh looking forward to it and looking forward to getting to work. I'm actually gonna come in tomorrow morning on my day off, Philip. I hope you're proud of me. Five, how many did he say? How much what he was gonna do? Tim ordered me to be there tomorrow morning. He's doing five hundred dollars, five hundred dollars for Tim's bike giveaway. And hey, we, listen, we want somebody else to call in, 615 844 awesome. 5600. And Philip, appreciate you, man.
12: Thank you, guys. Y'all take care. Thanks for awesome, calling in. Man. All right. Awesome.
1: Take care. Uh, that is uh, Philip. He's the general sales manager over at Rhythm CDJR calling in and putting up $500 for Tim and for this bike giveaway. Anybody else that wants to do that, just give us a call, 615 844 5600. And it is all Titans and, and, and uh, Colts talk. Uh, this is a big, 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 big game. And we have a very, very special guest. We're very honored to have him uh, calling in. And that is John Burton. He is our very own WNSR, also Channel 5 uh, Sports. And he is also the 9 to 11 show here weekdays uh, with Greg Pogue. So the John Burton, Greg Pogue show uh, every single day here at WSN. John, what's going on, man?
12: Well, first of all, Coach. Good morning. Second of all, I like how you called it the John Burton and Greg Pogue show. Like I enjoyed that? that. That, yeah, that was really good. <laughs> how you guys doing today?
1: We can also call it the, the the Burton and Pogue show if you want. Just keep your name first.
12: Well, you know, we can just we can just leave Greg Pogue out of it. How about that? And it, it can be me. And our great producer Patton Cook, and I call him the General because his first name's Patton. So how about JB and the General?
1: <laughs> uh, we just got a new show. I hope I hope I had not heard that out there. And we're doing great. This we're doing great this morning. I have uh, some questions for you. So just to start out, looking at the Titan season here, um, you know, you know, would you would you say that I'm going to give you a couple of words? Would you say it was expected in terms of where we're at, or was it? Is it unexpected in terms of where we're at today getting ready to play the Colts at the stadium or something different than that?
12: For me, it was kind of expected, guys. I thought the the Titans were a little bit overvalued coming in. And the reason why I say that mostly is because there seemed to be so much confusion this offseason as to which direction the team wanted to go, right? You heard all those rumors that, hey, they may look to trade Ryan Tannehill. They may look to trade... Derrick Henry, both in the final years of their contracts, and then all of a sudden it kind of flipped late in, you know, late in the offseason. they signed DeAndre Hopkins, and it's like, all right, we're going for it. Right? When I always, felt, I kind of felt like coming into the season, this was a last dance kind of deal because the rebuild is coming, you know, and I think really the rebuild has already started, but it just kind of feels like the maybe the team, and I'm just speculating here, but it, it feels to me like maybe the organization wants to go in one direction and. Maybe Vrabel late in the offseason said, wait a minute, wait a minute. I can, you know, I can win with this roster. We can make a run. You know, give me an opportunity. So, you know, you just look at everything that happened, right? Like I said, the the, rumor, the trade rumors, and then they asked Kevin Byard to take a pay cut. And we all know, and Corey can tell you what happens after that when a player is asked to take a pay cut. We we usually go the next move after that. So, right. you know, I felt coming in that this was kind of a last dance, if it were me, and this is just my opinion, I thought they should have embraced the rebuild um, because I had a feeling yeah. something, you know, a season like this could happen. But you know, the defense has been really good at times, but the offense has struggled, you know, and now you got a rookie quarterback in there and he's trying to find playmakers. And you've had some guys that – we expected to play a little bit better, maybe not play well. Like, you know, Chiga Conquo. and obviously Traylon Burks has been injured and mm-hmm. um, been somewhat inconsistent when he's been in the lineup. So for me, this was kind of expected, but I know that, you know, a lot of media in town and certainly a lot of fans thought, you know, especially when the Hopkins signing was announced, it was like, Oh, we're, we're, we're taking a deep run. I didn't quite see it that way. So for me, it was somewhat expected.
1: Yeah. And, and uh, Corey Harris is here with the two Super Bowl champion. Corey, what you got, bud? Yeah, what's up, Corey? How you so doing, like, man? Adding on to the
2: talk. To the so do you, do you believe that it, it really was not finding uh, the delaying of the reboot? Uh, and what I consider, folks Coach so, let me just write this down, identity confusion, like not really knowing exactly who we were and how we, like, for me, having sat in the championship room and knowing that no matter mm-hmm. what the pieces were moving, do you think there was a clear uh uh uh, vision on the path to even get to the super bowl regarding this uh uh what was happening relative to the because i felt like we needed to be healthy to even get have that that opportunity do you feel like they just should have bought in to to the reboot period
12: i kind of do corey just because i just looked at where they were and for me guys you know, when Evan McPherson kicked that field goal in the final seconds uh, as the Bengals beat the Titans in that divisional playoff game, I felt like, okay, the window's not closed, but it is significantly narrowed. And I felt like that was their best opportunity. And quite frankly, they blew it. And John Robinson basically admitted as much at the combine the following year or later that year when he was, you know, he couldn't even get a sentence out because he was crying because he knew about the, you know, he realized what a missed opportunity it was. And, you know, last year was one of those years where, hey, they were 7-3, and three. you know, they got off to an 0-2 start, but they were 7-3 and three at one point, and then they collapsed at the end of the year with all the injuries, and then you, you fire the GM before the season's even over. And the biggest thing for me, guys, as far as identity, and, Corey, that's a great, great point you made, the biggest thing when you talk about the Titans and identity is the one thing when Rand Carson was hired, my biggest question was, okay, is he the GM or is he just there to do whatever Mike Vrabel wants him to do? Mm. You know, because Rand said that at his you know, introductory press conference. Hey, I'm here to build a team for Mike Vrabel to coach. And I asked both men, you know, during the off season, I think it was I asked them both at the combine. I said, Okay, you guys are talking about working together, which is great. I said, But what happens if Rand wants one one thing and Mike wants another thing? You know, who breaks the tie? You're like, how do you work that out? Mm, yeah. And they both said, "Well, well." And, and I asked both men that, and they both said basically pretty much the same thing. Well, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. No. Geez. Now you're hearing. Now you're hearing rumblings, guys, that maybe that that relationship is not as, you know, in sync as 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 you might you know, as we might like it to be. there's just rumors and speculation. I'm not reporting it, but you know, you're hearing it, and usually, where there's smoke, there's fire. And I'm just wondering, like the dynamic of the whole Rand carthon McRaven situation, and you know how does Amy Adams Strunk, uh, you know, figure into all that? Is she the tiebreaker, or, you know, what are some of the dynamics there? And maybe, perhaps, you know, that's leading to some of the issues that the, that the team is having in terms of identity, like Corey alluded to.
1: Uh, without a shadow of a doubt, I think that that's. I think you made a point. I, they should have started a rebuild before. They should have gotten something. For Derrick Henry, because I don't think Derrick Henry would be a part of the Tennessee Titans uh, next season. I don't Tannehill won't either uh, be a part of it. But, you know, you talk about the inconsistencies and that that leadership component that's feeding down. Another thing that's been very inconsistent is not being able to win on the road. I mean, I, I met uh, uh, Denico Autry. He was at uh, my dealership uh, this past week, and I asked him as he was heading out. You know, just what is it? And he just kind of shrugged his shoulders and doesn't doesn't really know. It's hard to pinpoint. What do you think that is? Do you think that that might be something that's feeding again from the top down that just says, you know, we don't have an identity. We're not really who we are. And especially when we go on the road, it doesn't really it doesn't really something's wrong. Something's not clicking. What do you think about that?
12: Yeah, coach. I mean, I, yeah, that's probably part of it. You know, because for me. You know looking at this titans team this year right their path to victory is that front seven has to dominate yeah. because if they don't then i'm not going to say they can't win but they're going to have a very difficult time winning and teams have been able to move the ball run the ball you saw what the colts did in the first game um when the titans are on the road and you know if you fancy yourself as a good team you got to win on the road you know we saw you know the Eagles go into Kansas City a couple of Monday nights ago yeah. and win, and we've seen. You know, you have to do it. I Corey mean, yeah. will tell you you have to, you have to do it. You have to you have to pack your defense. You have to pack your running game. And for whatever reason, I mean, these are to, two totally different teams, home and away, especially offensively. They don't like they move the ball between the twenties on the road, but once they get in the red zone, they just bog down and usually have to settle for field goals. So. You know, I, I think the the road issues are certainly a factor here, and you know, you can't call yourself a good team if you can't win on the road. It's no,
1: pretty, it's, you know, it's you know and the the good the, to your point, the great teams, the teams that are Super Bowl worthy, are are the teams that win on the road, as you said. I mean, example was when Corey, when San Francisco went into Jacksonville, a decent team and beat the living snot out of them. You know, beat them, I think it was 35 to nothing. That's a road win. And not only that, John and, and Corey, that's them coming from the far west coast to over to as far as far but, southeast as they can and, go, and, and they still hammered them. Mm-hmm.
2: And I'm, I'm going to say this, the structure, the structure of teams uh, and, 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 are, are four parts. People always say it's three phases to the game. It's not. It's four phases. It's offense, offensive special teams, defensive special teams, and defense. And when you're a defensive team, when you're relying on your first, your front seven, which the Titans could very well with the guys that we have, should, and I say we living here, um, no disrespect to Indianapolis where I'm from, that front seven, you know, the the, the, the easiest way to be able to play DB in the NFL is if your front seven, you don't have to rut, you don't have to blitz, you don't have to do seven-man blitz, six-man blitz to get pressure. And I think that the Titans have the... Uh, manpower to do it, but again, I think it's around the identity. If you're going to be a defensive team coming in from the rip, three out of those four parts of your team should have been dominant and solid. We're going to win with this. It's like when when we as the Ravens didn't score a touchdown offensively and won three out of five games. My thought is, I've said this all year, Coach, Havana. Yep. Who's the returner? What returner do we have that can make up for offensive lacking? And then coverage teams. Are we down how often? And I know the pun, punting is doing good, but down in the ball inside the 10. Best punter. Giving giving teams long fields and offensively running the ball and being play action like we were built on. If you're gonna keep Derrick Henry, then have Ty J Spears, you should be a play action team that people are confused about. You know, being able to get outside, being able to go, and I just don't think the identity of how do we get to this space that we're saying we want to be, it just wasn't clear to me, and not that it should have been clear to me, but it just didn't look like it was clear at all.
1: So, John, uh, you know, I'm I'm a guy that actually believes in must-win games. I mean, you know, you're, you're you're five and seven last year, lost seven in a row. You know, they don't have a difficult schedule all the way out until really uh, they got Miami next Monday night, uh, but then the final game of the year is Jacksonville. So those would be the two most difficult games. But they've got to beat Indianapolis today. What's your couple keys to today's game with the with, against the Colts?
12: Well, first of all, offensively, you know, Levis has to manage the game, right? No turnovers. Uh, They got to be able to get some kind of a running game going. Keep the second and third downs manageable. I don't, you know, you don't want to see your rookie quarterback in second and third long, obvious passing situations because, as Jeff Fisher would say, they're going to check him out. They're going to come after him. And (laughs) so, you know, stay ahead of the chains. And defensively, like I talked about, this front seven has to hunt. They got to get pressure on Gardner Minshew. They got to force some turnovers. And if they keep up up 193 yards rushing like they did in the first game, uh, you know, it could be a long day. And it's funny because I talked to Jeffrey Simmons in the locker room this week and, you know, talked about that first game and it's kind of he was, you know, we love Jeff. He's great. And, you know, he's a great guy and he's a terrific player. But he said, well, you know, they had five explosive plays that totaled 105 yards. So if you take those away, they didn't, really didn't run for all that much. And I'm like, huh? I hate." I mean, that. I wasn't going to say that to Jeff because I didn't want to get my butt beat. But I was like, well, that's <laughs> kind of your job to stop those explosive plays. So no explosive plays. Got to get pressure on Minshew. You probably need a couple of turnovers today. And I think that's going to be the key. And I think Corey brought up a good point. How about a nice long punt return or a kickoff return or oh, something yeah. like that? You know, to flip the field, and Corey. You're so right, man. You know those special teams plays can really, really affect the game, and you know better than than either of uh, myself or the coach. But you know, the, how about a big play on special teams? How about a block punt? How about man. a you know? Oh, there you go. Play?
1: You know, you're speaking Corey's game, man.
2: And that, and sometimes that's the individual players that's doing it in basic things, but sometimes that's strategy, and that's why I think coaches sneak get to sneak away from being, um, I ain't gonna say criticized, but being responsible, like game strategy like what's how do we get a why do we how do we make i guess in baseball is small ball like how do we manufacture getting guys on first from first to second Mm -hmm. and then to getting the base hitting and getting the run like like what do we need to do if our returners aren't great how do we spring them how do we do uh what looks like a trick play but just a fundamentally sound misdirection right who on the team can throw the ball besides the quarterback where if he is throwing the ball it's not like uh, Earl Campbell trying to throw the ball. I know, you know, the different things that, that we do, and I'm not saying that about Derek, but just overall, like, when is coaching responsible for manufacturing some things when you have these injuries and, and these other things? It's that's the Coaches
1: are responsible 100%. And, and I've I've, lo- I've listened to press conferences enough of a lot of these coaches that are losing coaches right now, not, you know, not taking responsibility. And it pisses me off because take responsibility, coaches. You're That's why you're called the coach. But, John, uh, one more very important note. Uh, Corey earlier in the show said that he believes he could take you in wrestling. And so we want to do a wrestling for charity event with Corey Harris, Super Bowl champion, and Mr. John Burton, Channel 5, and WNSR. That's what he said. He was talking trash, John. Trash. Trash.
2: No John, I gave well, him listen, the example you know, of the open face slap. Don't hear that. Remember Geraldo got slapped on TV? You weren't young old enough to I remember. Do remember
3: that. You remember that. David Schultz smacked him right in the face.
2: <laughs> and said, "Is that fake?" No, I know it. No, I don't want an
3: open hand slap.
2: I don't want to flap flop with the slap. I pledge. I'm okay with that.
3: <laughs> now remember this well, listen, is also the guy that said he could, yeah, same here. But he's also the guy that said he could tackle Derrick Henry in the open field. Tackling, tackling oh. somebody
1: and taking an open thing hand said, slap John, is different, buddy. Yeah, John said, John, I, I, when we asked Corey, hey, Corey, do you think that you might maybe be able to have tackled Derrick Henry back in your day? And Corey lost his hmm. mind on me, and he almost fired Will.
2: Now, I will do that. I'll do that for a, a whats the name Will I tackle, <laughs> Do the old-school drill, three linemen, Derek Henry in the backfield, and me right there in line, back of the drill. how you make the team? He will go, I tackle him? Go. He going down, baby. Oh, the Oklahoma, the Oklahoma, Oklahoma drill? drill? Man, the yeah. Oklahoma drill, he getting chopped down. Now, I might not get up and, and go dancing after that, but he, he coming down.
1: Let me tell you something. <laughs> if we did an event with Corey Harris, Super Bowl champion out of Vanderbilt, and John Burton in a wrestling match, and then right after that, Oklahoma, Oklahoma drills with Corey Harris and Derek Henry. Well, just throw a triathlon Thousands in there while you had a coach. Would be a part of
12: that. That, that's a long day. You know, that's, hey. like, that's like American Gladiators. You guys remember that? Yeah. I just watched the documentary oh, yeah. on Netflix.
1: That's a good
12: well, throwback. Listen. I'll say this, uh, you know, Corey. Uh, challenge accepted because I owe you one. Because I grew up a Giants fan and you guys just absolutely destroyed my team in the Super Bowl. So oh, I owe man. you one. He owes you. You got there payback will, coming, Corey. This, buddy,
2: there will be no degla- <laughs> delayed gratification over here. I would not be no table breaking with my buddies. <laughs>
1: we got. Hey, we got to set this up and do it. Hey. <laughs> Hey, man, we need to do something. We need to put, do it right in That the, game the, still haunts me. <laughs> hey, we need to do this wrestling thing right at Vanderbilt in the gymnasium. Right there. Or down on the football field set up all arena. I'm, I'm all for this, John. And what I'm all for is you, man. I think you're awesome. I watch you just about every night that I stay up that late. And uh, we appreciate you. Excited for your new show, the Burton and General Show, coming soon to a theater near you. And uh, enjoy the game today, my friend.
12: Thanks, guys. And don't forget to check out the podcast with me and Keith Bullock. It's called What's Good with KB and JB. uh, It's on every Saturday morning on WNSR, but you can find it on Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, pretty much anywhere you get podcasts. Love for people to check it out. Subscribe if, if they want to.
1: And now is it live? Is it a live podcast too? No, we tape
12: it late in the week and it airs on Saturday, and then uh, we distribute it. I I upload it to uh, all those uh, podcast platforms. Awesome! Just awesome. Yeah, we need to start what, listening. What's to that. good with KB and JB? So yeah, I hope people awesome. will uh, will give that a try.
1: Uh, I'm excited for that, man. Well, again, appreciate you. Appreciate your show during the week, and uh, we got to head to a break. You are listening to Nashville Sports Radio, The Sunday Morning Scramble with the Coach and Corey, the Wrestling Giant that he is. Coming soon, <laughs> Corey Harris, Super Bowl Champion. Who's Raven spanked? John Burns Giants. And John's still mad about it, and I love it. Get in the ring, boys. Get in the ring. Let's have some fun. All
2: right, have see a good you, one. John. John.
1: Bye-bye. Okay. <laughs> so we are we are having some fun here on the Sunday morning scramble. It is NFL Sunday. We've still got our pick six sponsored by DraftKings Sports and Social. Awesome place. I'm actually going to be there uh on the Corey and I are gonna be there on the ninth in the evening there, a little bit after ten o'clock, uh, for a special event. But uh I'll tell you, that was fun with John Burt, man. I love him. And, I mean, he's got a great voice, too. Um, uh, for, that's going to be for, a
2: great podcast. I'm going to have to check him out. I had not checked it out yet. With, yeah. With Keith, it's, Bullock. It's so love, Keith Bullock. So, uh, Keith Bullock yeah,
1: and John? Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, yeah,
3: it's What's Good with KB and JB. Uh, it's produced by Pat love Cook. It. Um, love it. it's It's awesome.
1: I can't wait, man. Yeah, I, I can't love wait. This, oh, awesome. I love listening I can't to wait to hear that one. Everybody out there should go listen to that. And uh, we're going to take your calls, six one five eight four four fifty six hundred. 615-844-5600. 615 844 5600. Talk NFL football. Talk anything you want. Uh, this is the Sunday Morning Scramble on Nashville Sports Radio. We'll see you on the other side. Beach.
2: What's up, Nashville? And anybody that loves sports knows that if you can't score, you can't win. So you should absolutely consider protecting your family and your assets with State Farm.
5: Thanks, Corey. Hey, everybody. This is Lauren Tullis, State Farm agent in Hendersonville. And if you like watching some of the best like Corey Harris, you should be protected by the best. Contact us today to get your free quote at laurentullis.com. Like a good neighbor, Lauren Tullis State Farm is there.
2: This is Corey Harris, SEC legend, Super Bowl champion. If you want a great game day experience, you need to go down to DraftKings Sports & Social, downtown Nashville.
1: Oh, yeah, Corey, DraftKings Sports & Social. There's only 14 of them, and we've got one of them here in downtown Nashville at 128 2nd Avenue North in downtown Nashville. Listen, anybody that loves to watch sports he has to go here. They got a VIP lounge that overlooks the cumberland river and into nissan stadium this place is unbelievable with the biggest screens and the best experience for any sports fan 128 second avenue north in downtown nashville we'll see you there
2: What's up, Nashville? This is Corey Harris, Super Bowl champion of 2000 Baltimore Ravens. And the only thing that Coach Tunges likes more than the L.A. Chargers is Double Dogs.
1: Ah, yeah, Corey, Double Dogs. This is the coach, Greg Tunges, from the wonderful new show, live show, that is the Sunday Morning Scramble. It is the coach, and it is Corey, Super Bowl champion on that show. But we do love one thing better than all of that. It is Double Dogs in Gallatin. It is the spot for beer, for sports. They've got the biggest greens they've got the coldest beers and guess what it's dog friendly and not only that you can walk in today and ask for the coach's special which is a double dog double dogs with chili and cheese and not one but two hot dogs it is double dogs in gallatin and that is at 1620 nashville pike tell them coach tonge sent you
7: And now, Tennessee Heat and Air is reminding motorists to slow down on our roadways, keep an eye out for kids at play, and never text and drive. This message is brought to you by Tennessee Heat and Air. For all your residential or commercial heating and air repairs, maintenance, and installations, give the pros a call today at 615-856-3610. 615-856-3610. That's Tennessee Heat and Air. Going the extra mile for safety. They're professionals who care. This is the Greg Fogue and John Burton Show. I'm not
6: surprised, and I think Kevin Byard gets it. Producer Debbie is not happy. Well, she shouldn't be when they ran off Jeff Fisher that no one was happy about that because everybody loved him. It it was all business. He's due $14 million next year, okay? Not going to be on the roster next year. Get something for him. Greg Fogue and News
7: Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio.
1: continues here in the music city that is nashville tennessee great city love living here moved here a few years ago just digging it thank you to john burton coming on with us this morning channel five and also our very own wnsr and the Pogue and burton greg hogue and greg john Pogue, Burton. John they're changing burton. the name of that something like something that. like that so uh but we're going to talk colts right now we just talked titans with uh, john and we're going to talk colts uh we have a very special guest calling in from colts wire uh and she is megan hall megan hall welcome to the sunday morning scramble with the coach that's who i am and Corey harris super bowl champion with the ravens in 2000s how are you this morning
13: i am living the dream as the kids say
1: Yeah, living the dream there now where you at are you here in town or are you up in indianapolis
13: I'm not. I actually live in Atlanta, so I get that question a lot. But I live here in Atlanta in Falcons territory. As you can imagine, that probably makes for a lot of interesting conversations when Matt Ryan was your quarterback at one point in time. So.
1: I know for, for sure. Huh? Isn't that interesting? Well, we're so glad to have you on. And I'm going to ask you a similar question that I asked uh, John Burton about the Titans. And here's the question for you in terms of the Colts season so far. Would you consider this Colts season to be as expected? Or a disappointment, or well over uh, expectations. What would you consider it? Oh,
13: <laughs> it's actually well over my expectations. Uh, I had the Colts winning only six games the entire season. You had a you know brand new coaching staff, nine new faces. You got a rookie quarterback. You you know you got a roster that needs to be revamped a bit. Like I wasn't expecting a whole lot. That's probably you know much of the dismay of a lot of fans. But I really wasn't expecting much at all uh, the colts had a lot of catching up to do from everybody else in the division uh especially you know jaguars of course titans of course um so yeah this is this is very much above expectations but i would say in terms of like what the games look like yeah it's about right around what i expected some good, some bad, some, Oh, okay. We could probably, you know, play a little bit better there. And then some, what in the world is even happening. So it's, it's about what I expected
10: there.
1: Yeah. Good. Yeah. And I, I I would say the same thing when, when we came into the season, we did our NFL preview. I figured the Texans and the Colts would be, you know, third and fourth in the AFC South. And I actually said that I thought the Texans and maybe the Colts might be, you know, in the bottom five teams in the NFL. I'm absolutely 100% wrong. I admit that here, Megan, that I am wrong, especially about the Colts. And another thought of, uh, I was very excited about Anthony Richardson uh, and the draft of Anthony Richardson. Is that kind of the same tone that the fans had when they drafted Anthony Richardson? And then also, if you could give us just an update as to his injury, and I've I've heard rumors that it's a pretty significant one. Uh, So what do you think about that? Was it a big thing for the fans to get Anthony Richardson? And then secondarily, the injury, what is that looking like?
13: Yeah, so I think it was actually a really big thing. I mean, if you remember back to draft night, there was all these rumblings right before the draft, maybe two days before that C.J. Stroud might be in play for the Colts. Um, I absolutely think that it was always going to be, uh, you know, Anthony Richardson at some point, of course. But I think C.J. Stroud was really a, a viable possibility because, hey, Richardson might get, you know, get drafted right before. Um, so I think when he essentially fell to the Colts, that was a lot of luck, very transparently. I think you've got to, you know, you give credit to Chris Ballard and his staff. That's a lot of luck to be very patient for that. Yeah. Um, I think for for them – I don't think that they really thought that this Richardson would be in play simply for the fact that he tore up the combine. And then not only tore up the combine with the physical attributes, he came back and had a pro day a couple weeks later where he looked a lot better. Some of those throws that he wasn't able to make as clean and as crisp as he did at the combine, he made them very naturally at his pro day. And it's like, okay, this kid's coachable. So very quickly he was, you know, um, jumping up draft boards and people were like, okay, this kid's out of play. It's not even going to happen. So then, of course, as I'm sure you're probably aware, Will Levis gets brought into the conversation. It's like, oh, would the Colts even look at Will Levis? Mm -hmm. So I think Colts fans were like, you know, they they really weren't really quite sure what to think when, yeah, okay, not only do, you know, you land Anthony Richardson, but you didn't have to jump up to get him. You didn't have to give anything. Right. Um, So. You know, as you know, uh, Richardson got hurt the last time the Colts played uh, the Titans. and, And so, you know, he's out for the season, of course. From everything that I've been hearing and seeing, he's doing really, really well. His rehab is going well. He, you know... He's of course still in the building. he's showing up uh, for the team. that's that's just true to Anthony Richardson. So um, I don't expect any sort of you know uh, bumps as a, from from what people you know would probably describe as a bump or setbacks or things like that. He's still on track right now to, to come back for 2024.
1: Okay, good, that's good to hear because I really like the kid. I watched his um, his pro day. And uh, man, I was duly impressed. I think he hit the ceiling or something on one throw. He had such a arm. Yeah, I'm serious. Uh, but yeah, hey, you're, you're, yeah. you're uh, we're, we're talking to Megan Hall of Colts Wire and USA Today, and you we also got Corey Harris in the house, Super Bowl champion. Corey, say hi to Megan.
2: How you doing, Megan? Uh, first of all, question: How much has the value of the backup quarterback uh, increased now? Just looking at the, the this year, I'm looking at the Titans. I'm looking at the Colts. Ooh. Like the value of the backup
3: quarterback mm, has always yeah.
2: been talked about as that's the best position on the field. Uh, I got in an argument with Kelly Hogan one time, and he argued, he said something to me about how long he played, how long he played in the NFL. I said, you was in Indianapolis behind Peyton Manning. They didn't miss no plays for probably 10 years. So you was in the NFL. And I'm not no slight, but the, the value and importance now of the, the backup quarterback, just in what we're seeing, uh quarterbacks getting like how has that impacted uh the coach and is there a different thought process really about how we're looking at it? With, with running backs and uh a backup quarterback seem to be the two positions that touch the ball the most have two different extreme values to the team
13: yeah that's a really good question first of all thank you for asking that because i have thoughts um <laughs> so I, i'll say this um if you think back to training camp for the Colts. I was there. I uh, got a really a great opportunity to get to go to the, to, uh, to Indy in August. And there was a lot of conversation about whether or not Anthony Richardson would actually win the starting job. Right. And of course they're like, Oh, well, you know, Gardner Minshew has been playing well, you know, that sort of thing. But then there's this talk of like, Oh, Richardson is, is now he's essentially surpassing Minshew. And there's talk about whether or not you actually keep Minshew um, because Hey, you know, uh, this conversation of whether or not people value backup quarterbacks. Well, now Richardson's out and Minshew is your guy, right? And now he's been able to get you several wins that you probably didn't think that you might, you know, you might have been able to get once your star quarterback goes out. So I think that really ups the value. And I would also say this this is not even in the AFC South, but look at the Giants and what they're able to do right now. Tommy DeVito is able to, you know, win games. This is a backup quarterback position, right? Right. Like it's something that people don't really. I will say people, maybe fans perhaps, don't put as much stock into it because they're like, oh, you know what, we'll never be in that position or whatever else. But now you've got the Giants in that position, the Bengals are in that position, the Colts are in that position. You've got several teams that needed these backup quarterbacks mm-hmm. to step up. Josh Dobbs is another example. Yeah. He's now leading the you know the Minnesota Vikings you need these you need these backup quarterbacks to be formidable it's it's not it's no longer just oh hey we'll plug and play this guy if if and when our, our guy gets hurt right right it's now okay we need a guy who could actually lead our team if we needed him to do so and I'll say this for all the talk about backup quarterbacks and I've, I've preached about this for several years on in the Colts could have done themselves a really good service if they had had a formidable backup quarterback in the days of Andrew Luck when he was getting hurt and he wasn't able to play, right? You wouldn't have had the, the Curtis Painters or or the you know the as people like to call them, the clipboard Jesus and things like that. So I really think that this is something that people have to take into consideration, especially if Minshew was winning games for the Eagles last season as well. Right. When Jalen Hurts was out, like people really gotta think about it. Like this is this is an actual conversation that needs to be had about how much that you actually put you know, why if you put so much stock into your starter, why wouldn't you put so much stock into the guy who's going to potentially replace him? if he has
1: to come out well and you can ask the titans how they feel about that after they started out seven and three uh well they started out on two and then were seven and three looking good to make the playoffs and make a run and then injuries and quarterback goes down and look what they're left with you know uh, a rookie quarterback yep. stepping in having to try and play and they lose the final seven games of the season so yeah it's an important spot that people need to look at you know i've had that as a coach even at the high school level it doesn't matter what level i mean if you don't have somebody that can can step in i had it happen uh one time we were a favored team going up to Flagstaff to play a a game in the dome up there at at NAU. And, and sure enough, first quarter, my star, who's 76% of my offense quarterback goes down, uh, you know, and I end up losing the game eight to zero. So yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter what level you've got to have someone that can step in. And obviously Gunner has stepped in for them uh, very, very admirably uh, for sure.
2: And with, and with that thought though, let me ask you this, this is the other thing when you have these dynamic quarterbacks that are starting, is your starter. So when you when you have these uh measurables of a guy like AR, a guy like Lamar, like I think do should coaches be um I guess compromising to a degree like how does your system, how does the shirt for your older son fit your younger son? Like how what are these teams going to have to do when you go from the athleticism of a, of a AR or the athleticism of a, of a Lamar or the accuracy of a tour like how do you go and not miss a beat and, and i feel like a guy i think it's the experience it's kind of like i look at college like god teams are going to start going with older freshmen guys yeah. coming to junior college guys these seniors that are going to prep schools how do you balance that with the possibility at any time your starter can go out like what type of backup quarterback do you get and, and I, I don't know this. I don't know what kind of athlete Gardner is. But, like, you look at AR and then you look at him, you're like, okay, what are we, what are we doing? Can we run the same offense? Do my offensive tackles have to be a different uh, a guy? Like, how is that? Is it, is it a huge change in the playbook of what they're using or is it just a different portion of it?
13: Yeah, you know, I think that's a really good point that you're making because we've had this conversation quite a bit um, in, in cold circles and, and obviously in sports circles. Um, I think the thing you gotta you gotta you gotta know your personnel, right? K Y P, know your personnel. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think I think the thing is with Gardner, like Gardner's formidable, right? He doesn't have as big of an arm as Anthony Richardson, right? He's, he doesn't have the acceleration. He's not going to be able to pick up, you know, forty plus yards, you know, on a quick scamper or anything like that. But what he can do is he can check down. He can get you those quick throws. Um, he can fit those throws in the tight windows. I think for Gardner, the biggest thing for him was, can he be calm in the pocket, right? That's one of the things that Anthony Richardson was praised for is his ability to stand in that pocket and deliver those throws when he was playing. And I think for Gardner Minshew, obviously, he's not he, he doesn't have that sort of same awareness that Anthony Richardson does in the pocket, but he can stand there and deliver those throws when he's not thinking as much. So for right. me, one of the things I've said is, hey – don't let him think too much. And I don't mean that in a rude way or condescending kind of way, but just, hey, get these throws out quick. The ball's got to go out quick. you got to get it to your playmakers, whether that's Michael Pittman Jr., whether that's the safety valve and, you know, Will Mallory or, or Kylan Granson. Um, some of those guys who can go up and get the 50-50 ball and Alec Pierce. Mm-hmm. You have those playmakers who can help Gardner Minshew out. And I think for Shane Seiken, he's done a really great job of simplifying his playbook knowing that his star quarterback is not is not there, right? Yeah. you got to tailor the yeah. offense to – to Gardner Minshew. And that's one of the things he said in his opening pressure as well. If you remember earlier this year, he said, hey, we're going to tailor this offense to the quarterback, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think he meant that regardless, of whoever the quarterback was going to be, right. whether it was going to be Anthony Richardson or whether you know at the time they're going to draft someone else, or it was going to be Gardner Minshew, it's got to be to the strengths, and that's what has the Colts still winning games. And I think that's probably what a lot of people are you know looking at when they look at Shane Steichen as a possible candidate for coach of the year. They're like, how in the world are you still able to get this team to still win games when your star quarterback is gone, your you know your star running back is is been in and out with injury, and you're you're still putting it together? It's because Shane Steichen has figured out okay, i got to do what I know that they can do best, right? If that's the short, quick throws, great. If that is, hey, we're going to run the ball with, you know, Zach Moss this way, we're going to target the middle of the field this way, that's what we got to do.
1: Yeah, I like it. Uh, you know, and I didn't know how uh, Coach Steibman was going to do once he got there. Honestly, he was with the Chargers uh, before, and, uh, you know, he's done a great job. So I'll ask you the same question I asked John Burton earlier, except for, it's for the opposing team. I asked John what, the, what kind of the two keys to the – the 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 Colts to win. I asked him about the Titans, so it's top secret. I can't give you his responses uh, but uh, but uh, what are your what are your kind of two keys to the game here as you're coming to a stadium with the Titans that they haven't lost in this year? they've lost everything on the road and they've won everything at home so far this year.
13: Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's obviously it's a it's a tough test for the Colts they're looking for their first sweep, I believe since twenty eighteen of the Titans um i think for them it's all about one protect the football at all costs that's obviously that that sounds very cliche but at one point gardner Minshew had like nine turnovers in three games it was Oof. a lot wow um so yeah so i definitely mean that especially you know this is full credit to the titans defensive line jeff simmons is on the other side of that line like wash out please uh, <laughs> so I think for for him, protect the football. But the other thing is, again, you don't have to make things overly extravagant, right? You don't have to make things super complicated. You can take the check downs. You can take those quick throws and quick wins. Um, I think for them, it's all about protecting Gardner and giving him the time. One of the things that we've talked about over the last several weeks is, He's had this tendency to kind of get the happy feet in the pocket or, or, you know, essentially kind of create this false pressure that's not there. Allow him to stay calm, allow his line to block for him and get those throws out quick. Um, I think the other thing for the Colts is knowing that they can do it. I mean, the Colts are what four and one on the road. Like they can, they can absolutely go into, into the stadium and win that. But you know, the Titans, of course, are no slouch at home, and, and I'll say this, and I tell Colts fans this all the time, and I think probably, they probably roll their eyes at me, but Derek Henry is still Derrick Henry, still mm. King Henry, right? At and, and, and any sort and time, he can, he can rip off one, and you've seen him just absolutely wreck the Colts when he gets the chance, and also keep out a look for this guy, Danico Autry. He has not forgotten about not no longer being a Colt, mm. um, so yeah, keep out a look out for him, too.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it. I'm, I'm excited for the game. I think it's going to be an absolute war. That's what I think. I think it's going to be. I do. I think it's going to be a very, very physical game. Uh, you know, two teams that can run the football. Uh, very excited to to see these these two teams go at it here, just down the road, about 10 minutes from here, in the stadium. And calling in from Atlanta, Megan. We appreciate that. Uh, Colts Wire USA. Today, we uh, you are a friend of the show. Welcome on anytime. I hated that you used the word sweep. That made me freak out a little bit because I, just, <laughs> I don't want to see the Titans get swept. But we'll see. But we appreciate you. Thanks for being on with the coach and Corey Harris, Super Bowl champion, this morning. Have a good day.
13: Thank you so much.
1: You chill. All right. All right. Hey, uh, that was good, man. That was some good meat. Corey, you're just on your game today. I mean, you are wired for sound, brother. Dialed in
2: you think so yeah i do i appreciate that coach
1: well you know nobody ever says that's like like,
2: one of them games you did not think you're gonna have a great game but you showed up you know how to test you coming in i don't know how i'm
1: doing this test. you showed up you you passed the (laughs) test nobody ever said like oh that's a really great question coach Hey, I mean, Will came in smiling. It changed
2: my whole energy and, Will, and everything. Made,
1: and angry Will. We know more has, angry Will. No, Will has, Will has made the show today. He has made the show. <laughs> and you are number one as well. Thank you so much. <laughs>
2: for that number one. God bless
1: your heart. Uh, we are the Sunday Morning Scramble here on Nashville Sports Radio. We'll see you on the other side for our picks competition. Some interesting things have transpired in the picks competition. We'll see you on the other side.
2: Yeah. This is Corey Harris, SEC Legend Super Bowl champion. If you want a great game day experience, you need to go down to DraftKings Sports and Social, downtown Nashville.
1: Oh, yeah, Corey, DraftKings Sports and Social. There's only 14 of them, and we've got one of them here in downtown Nashville at 128 2nd Avenue North in downtown Nashville. Listen, Anybody that loves to watch sports, he has to go here. They got a VIP lounge that overlooks the Cumberland River and into Nissan Stadium. This place is unbelievable with the biggest screens and the best experience for any sports fan. 128 2nd Avenue North in downtown Nashville. We'll see you there.
2: What's up, Nashville? This is Corey Harris, Super Bowl champion of 2000 Baltimore Ravens. And the only thing that Coach Tonges likes more than the LA Chargers is Double Dogs.
1: Ah, yeah, Corey, Double Dogs. This is the coach, Greg Tonges, from the wonderful new show, live show, that is the Sunday Morning Scramble. It is the coach, and it is Corey, Super Bowl champion on that show. But we do love one thing better than all of that it is Double Dogs in Gallatin. It is the spot for beer, for sports. They've got the biggest greens they've got the coldest beers and guess what it's dog friendly and not only that you can walk in today and ask for the coach's special which is a double dog double dogs with chili and cheese and not one but two hot dogs it is double dogs in gallatin and that is at 1620 nashville pike tell them coach Todd just sent you
11: Sweat it out. Watch your entry update in real time. And continue the fun by making picks on second half and fourth quarter stats. Take your game day experience to the next level with Prize Picks. And right now, you go to prizepix.com slash primetime and use code primetime. PrizePix is matching your first deposit up to $100. That's prizepix.com slash primetime with code primetime for a 100% deposit match. PrizePix, daily fantasy sports made easy. Must be present in certain states. Visit prizepix.com for more details. What's up, Nashville? This is Super Bowl champion Corey Harris. And
2: anybody that loves sports knows that if you can't score, you can't win. So you should absolutely consider protecting your family and your assets with State Farm.
5: Thanks, Corey. Hey, everybody, this is Lauren Tullis, State Farm agent in Hendersonville. And if you like watching some of the best, like Corey Harris, you should be protected by the best. Contact us today to get your free quote at LaurenTullis.com. Like a good neighbor, Lauren Tullis State Farm is there.
10: Keep, keep rolling.
1: And I'm hungry. I'm really, really hungry. I just started thinking about the stadium and the food.
2: you just now getting hungry, Coach, or you've been hungry?
1: No, it just kind of hit me. I was a little hungry on my way in because I drove by the stadium, and stadium food is the greatest food in the history of life <laughs> and the history of the world. It really is. Better than apples. Uh, apple? Stadium food is the greatest <laughs> food in the history of the world. I don't care what stadium. I don't care if it's... The Pro Bowling Tour? Yeah, I've had some stadium. horrible stadium food. Okay, well, then you've gone to the wrong stadium. <laughs> Which stadium did you have horrible food I at? I think it was at that, that Qualcomm. Oh, you're talking about my chart. San Diego. Hi, we got a comedian in the house. <laughs> Look at this. Yeah, Qualcomm. Well, I just have you know <laughs> that Qualcomm, i.e. Jack Murphy Stadium, used to have fish tacos. Ooh-wee. Yeah, so I can't. And I, and right I bet here. the
3: fish were still wet.
1: Okay, you know what? You don't know because it was Rubio's Fish Tacos. Shout out Rubio's Fish Tacos Shout in out Southern Rubio. California. Rubio's best place ever. Man, sit over there and shut up. Screw you. <laughs> so we're having fun over here, man. The kickoff is uh just about two hours away, mm. two hours and six minutes. Colts, Ooh. Titans. Hey, did you know is is um uh, when I was talking to Philip about the Colts, Derek uh Dwight Freedy is not in the Hall of Fame yet? Is that true? Let
3: me check. Mm.
1: And Robert Mathis and some of these guys. I'm like, I was looking at just all the players that. Are Reggie Wayne the is
2: not. Reggie Wayne is. I don't not? think not yet because you remember is Marvin the, Harrison. Though? Yeah, but they weren't going to put Reggie, Marvin, and Peyton in like close to the same yeah. time. I don't. I don't. When you started naming off those guys, and I was looking at yeah. the years, like even being a, them, are some ballers. There's a bot man. Let I'm me tell you, you undersized. Brand, but Mathis,
1: how many Super Bowls did they get? One.
2: One there, Peyton got one there, and then one that the beat other the Bears, right? With the Western night,
3: yep, yep. The, that game, the Bears should have won, yeah. That was yeah. Tony. Who was that, Tony Dun- that one was that Tony? No, 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 yeah, that, uh, that was Tony Dungy. This Tony, because remember, yeah. that was the Super Bowl Lovey Smith that had Lovey Smith, yeah, Tony, and Tony Dungy, Dungy, and I want to yeah. say they had an all black officiating coach. that's correct, yeah, yep. that's correct, yep. yes.
1: Yep. So, speaking of these games getting ready to come up, man, we're wired for sound with our picks competition, and this picks competition is sponsored by DraftKings Sports and Social. This is our pick six competition, by the way. Uh, will, the producer, the coach, and Corey will be at a VIP event uh, on the 9th. That's next Saturday night at DraftKings Sports and Social. They have Jax Taylor from Vanderpump Rules. I know my wife is excited about this. She never miss an episode. That show gets 11 million viewers. But, anyway, we're going to be there with him. He's a Michigan guy, uh, Corey, and a big yeah. Detroit Lions. So, we're going to bring him some autographed uh, stuff for Jax Taylor. Not that he cares because he has all the money in the world. God bless him. Uh, but what I do care about is our picks, Corey. You and I were four and two last week, and we had a guest picker for Will. And I'm sad to say, and happy to say in the same breath, that's that your frat brother. Our yep, our guest picker was 0 for six.
2: Not surprised. Q Joe, where oh, are you?
1: Q Joe, where you at? <laughs> Q now, Joseph does not watch live football. Now there's so. a chance. That, there's a chance that Coach might be lying about that, but that's okay because no. he was 0 and six. <laughs> So, we, uh, Corey, you and I are on a roll. We are uh, 45 and 24, tied for first place.
2: Oh, we butter and jelly, baby, yes, on a roll. we are.
1: Now, Will is doing what he really wants to do, which is mediocrity and meet right in the middle. He is almost at 500. You're going to so, make me curse this uh, morning. <laughs> He is 37 and 32.
3: That, and that's, that's with a 6-0 and o pick one week,
2: Coach. He did
1: have a 6-0. And, and it wasn't his Was, pick, it, was this
3: one of my, like, mini s- Sunday vacation because yes. I have to broadcast outside hear, of doing my production? It balances out because you were 6-0 and o with, the, yes. with the DraftKings. Now,
2: which picks, one was this one? E. Oh, yeah. E yeah, yeah. was 6-0. Yeah, yeah. So, that, that brought you up there. And, yeah. then,
1: and now you're back to reality <laughs> of mediocrity. Q-Joe. 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 Well, I told y'all.
3: Look, I said, you know what? He's not a fan of talking. He doesn't watch sports. Oh, you let him
6: pick for me. <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys.
1: Yep. Not a problem. Appreciate it. Yeah, not a problem. And here so uh, you're almost at you almost at 500. So keep up the great work, Will, on your picks. And so we're going to give you an opportunity here. We'll go with Will first Let's to make go. this pick. Um, we've got the Chargers, my Chargers, at the Patriots. Who do you got, Will? Mm, Chargers, Patriots. Come on now. Chargers. Say that again. Chargers. You got the Chargers. You got the Chargers. Say it one more time. You just sound weird. Please now. say, it. Chargers. <laughs> say that one coach. more time. I got it's the Chargers. Char- so you got Chargers. I, I, well,
2: just in in, in hopes of, of gaining ground, I'm gonna go with the Patriots. I'm gonna take the travel being a being a a, 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 a benefit to the Patriots.
1: Yeah, the Patriots are so good. I, I would pick the Patriots too. If not. Uh, <laughs> Their biggest game of the week, biggest game of the weekend, guys. A beauty. 49ers at the Eagles. Oh. oh, Corey, go with that one. Who you got there? 49ers at the Eagles. Two best teams in the NFC.
2: I got the 49ers versatility change in the game. 49ers.
1: Uh, I'm going to take the Eagles. I just I just think they're playing some great football right now. Who do you got, Will?
3: You know what? <sighs> Something about Christian McCaffrey, man. I'm awesome. just going to have to go with the
1: 49ers. Okay. Uh, another good game. Well, it would have been a good game if Joe Burrow was there, but Bengals. At the Jaguars. Jags. I got Jags. Jags. Yeah, I don't even have to think twice about that without Burrow. With Burrow, it's a different conversation. Oh, this is another uh, good one. Here's, a, here's another big game. This all of a sudden mm. is a big game with the Broncos, who have won a bunch of games in a row, and Russell, <laughs> Russell is just what looking is like they're playing at the Texans. Ooh. That's a juicy game right there.
2: I'm going with the hot hand, Stroud.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to go. God, that's a tough game. I'm gonna go with the home team. I'm just gonna go with the home team to Texas. Who you got, Will? I'm gonna go with the Broncos. Broncos. Okay, good. Uh, the next game in Lambeau Field, Corey's old stomping ground when he was a Green Bay Packer. You've got Taylor Swift versus the Packers. Taylor Swift versus the Packers. If you don't know who the team is that I'm referencing, by now you have a problem. Yeah, the Chiefs. Attention. Come on, we gotta go.
2: Yes. Yes, we're going with the Chiefs. Yeah. No, uh, I'm going with the Packers, man. Andy Reid going back home, he's going to get upset by the youngins.
1: I'm going to go with Taylor Swift. I'm going to take Taylor Swift over the Packers. Not and then the fighting, finally, the Colts Taylor and Swift. Titans. Colts and Titans, who you got, Will?
3: All right, man, Colts sweep, 2023, first time since 2018. Okay, it won't I got not be the, a
1: sweep. I got the Titans. Who do you got, Corey?
2: I got the tie for the first time in how long it's going to end in the
0: tie.
1: It's going to end in a tie. <laughs> he's calling it right Put now. Put it on, DraftKings. Hey, you've been listening to the Sunday Morning Scramble. And it's coaching Corey. And uh, we love you out there. We love you.